And we're back. Welcome back to yet another episode of Snooze and Booze. I think, I believe this is episode 97, Loaf? 97, yes, sir. And, okay, so we got a special episode for you today because our guest is ourselves. We are doing, <laughs> we are going old school, man. Uh, we haven't done this one in a little bit, right? Yeah, it's been a while since our last uh, old school episode. We got to do these at least once every five or so, you know? Every so just to keep it fresh. Happy St. Patty's Day to your lad. It's uh... Oh, toy, 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 toy. <laughs> okay, we're good. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, St. Patty's Day today, man. How you feeling today? Uh, feeling, feeling like getting wrecked? A little Irish, yeah. I'm on a mission today, man. I'm the opposite, man. We skipped last week because you're a little. Oh under yeah, because I was sick. And now I'm under. The, I don't know what's going on, but it's uh, the snooze and booze curse, man. Yeah, but now I'm a little under the weather. I'm still drinking though. You gave me a cup of this lovely absinthe. Hell yeah! Nice shirt, by the way. Oh, That's well, cool. thank you. you got it. How's the week been, man? How you been? Uh, you know, good. Uh, just uh. Getting through it. it was just like pretty much just getting over the over the sickness like over the weekend. It you just, said you were out till Monday, so you had to go back to work Monday. Uh, actually, I woke up Thursday. Actually, I started feeling it Wednesday while I was at work. Like just kind of like the way you're feeling, like, just feeling kind of yeah. off. Like, man, it's just allergies. I just kept telling myself that it's just yeah. allergies. It ain't nothing. It's been a while since I've been sick. You know, like whatever. So turn, turn your chair. So again. oh yeah, because it's uh you keep. Uh, Going out, so um, yeah, like uh, like I got home from work, I ate something, and I just kind of knocked out, you know, on Wednesday night. On Wednesday night, okay. so I woke up Thursday morning, like around it was like almost four in the morning, like nope. Oh wow, like fuck, man, this ain't allergies, man. You know, this is like the plague allergies. So I'm <laughs> like, shit, man. I was like, damn, do I call out? Man, I don't want to call out. Like fuck, because I figure if I call out, I'm gonna have to come back to work again tomorrow and it's friday yeah so i'm like like maybe it's nothing maybe i'm just like psyching myself out so yeah. like fuck it man just, just pull your shit together man just fucking make Pu- it through the day push it for thursday push today push so, on through right yeah man it dragged man it yeah was, i like, bet <laughs> i was crawling the whole day man <laughs> then it was like the longest ride home ever too i bet like, especially in the commute moment, yeah man. so i was like nope can't go in tomorrow man <laughs> so i called off friday and I was just like bedridden. I was just like fucking Netflix and Hulu like the whole weekend, man. You catch up on anything? Uh, uh, Sunny. Oh, nice. It's always Sunny. That's Where are you it. at? What season are you at now? Uh, uh, the most recent episode. It was a uh, Dennis and Mac uh, Manhunters. <laughs> yeah. I, I think yeah. it's still like one of the earlier seasons, like maybe 2007 or 2008. I think that's the fourth or fifth season uh, where they hunt cricket. Yeah, yeah. Jim, uh, wait, there, rickety cricket. Rickety cricket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's one of my favorite side characters. Yeah, he becomes a lot more prom. He has his own day on uh, the la- the newest season. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty funny, man. Rickety cricket. <laughs> it's like it's cool. Like uh, you know, like as I'm like watching it, just like the way that they write like their stories, you know. Yeah. It's it, it's uh, I don't know. It's. It, I- I heard an interview he did with Mark Marin, um, Ronald Mac, um, Mac- McConey, uh you know Mac. Oh, Ro- uh, yeah, yeah, that guy. And uh, he was saying that a lot of the times they get their ideas on the way to work, on the way to the to the you know the meeting room, whatever the, the fuck, studio, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That he would be just turn on NPR, and then whatever the topic of the day is, they'd write their script around that, revolving that. Really, a lot of it's like half the script, half the seasons are like that. Yeah, oh, where they no just get shit. their ideas to go, and then they just build something around it. You know, yeah, because it's like that. You know, mm-hmm. but it's still like very cohesive. You know, it's not just 
a bunch of random shit. You know, I think like, he's very like I put that show on par with the uh, maybe a little bit subpar, but with the uh, South Park boys and the South Park. Oh, show. Okay, Matt, uh, Matt, Matt and Trey Parker uh, Stone. Yeah, Matt Parker and Trey Stone, yeah. or is it vice versa? Uh, Matt Stone, Trey Parker, Trey Parker. That's it. And uh, I put them on part of that because um, they're really uh, everything's topical. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But very clever. Like you know, it's so stupid. It's a show that you easily pass off. Of, that's such a stupid show. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's, yeah. but if you look, if you give it a chance, look under uh, the underlines. Oh man, that's a very clever show. A very smart right, show. Right, you know. Right. So I, I, I put that right, uh, almost right there with South Park. Yeah, you, you talk to the kids about it, uh, Tommy and Gwen. They, they really like. Uh, it's one of their favorite shows. They've seen uh, every episode about ten times. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, that kind oh, of thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's <laughs> a great. It's show. funny. It's just uh. The way they uh, just like clown on D the whole time, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, <laughs> shut up, bird. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got to the Halloween episode yet where uh, Who Got D Pregnant? That's the name of the episode. Oh, who, no, no, no. No, you no, haven't? No. Okay, that's a, okay, never mind. That's one of my favorite a D episode oh, around okay. D. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, what were some of your favorites? Oh, I did want to talk about Black Mirror, but I know you haven't gone past the second or third season, right? Uh, the first. So you're only at the first season? First season, The yeah, first yeah. season, was that the one that ended with Toby Ke- um, Toby Cobble? Co- or Cabell? Uh, yeah, the the memory. That's the, one of my favorite episodes of the entire brutal, series. Man. Of the entire series, that's one of my favorite episodes. Like, if you guys are watching Black Mirror at home, highly recommend. It's basically a revamped Twilight Zone. Would you call it? Yeah, you could say that definitely. It's an anthology show, so each episode is. They're all set in the same universe, but each episode is set into its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so don't need to like follow it from like season to season. No, you don't. Episode. But if you do, you're going to see Easter eggs from uh, previous episodes. Oh, okay. It's on the same universe, like uh, very similar songs. Oh, I heard that song from this episode. The same technology is used in every episode, so... Or it's at least it's a bit like... Even though this episode uh, is about like this guy with the brain... Me- Brain, um, uh, I, guess, I guess everybody records their own memories as they're walking through the day. It's like and that's um, a new form of entertainment type of thing. Yeah, like um, almost like a computer where yeah. like memories you you have like access to it, almost like a computer where like oh you can actually like yeah view it. It's basically artificial photographic memory. Huh. I guess that's the the way you could put Pseudo-identic? it. Pseudo eidetic. Yeah, yeah, eidetic memory. Yeah, pseudo eidetic memory. Well, but anyways, that's the world. That is a reoccurring theme throughout all the episodes, even in the in the future seasons. Mm-hmm. Even though that's not central, you know, that's about his specific story, the one with Toby Cabal. Uh, who's the woman? She was very beautiful, the blonde lady. Uh, I forgot. I, I've seen her before, but I just can't place it. Mm. Uh, well, anyway, regard. I forgot what the episode is called. Do you remember? <sighs> Shit. Well, it's the last. It's the season finale of the first yeah, series, and you know how British shows are. They're only about six, seven episodes deep uh, per season. I don't know why they do that, but they do. All the shows are like that. They're even like the Doctor Who is only like six, seven episodes. Yeah, I don't know. The British, the Brits do that for some. Yeah, reason. yeah. Like yeah. same thing with the uh, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I I finished that one. Um, and uh, like each episode is an hour and a half long. Mm. You know. It- it's like watching a movie, but yeah. they're so good. They're so fucking good, man. Yeah, I like both those guys. Uh, that's one I want to hop on. But I don't think it's on Netflix yet, right? Uh, uh, Sherlock? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it is on Netflix. Watch it, yeah. With uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? And, uh, Martin oh, Freeman? then I'll jump on that. I didn't know they was on Netflix yet. I was waiting for it to be on uh, to get on so I can binge it, but I'll binge it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Elementary's on Hulu. Oh, okay. I got Hulu, too. I'll, I'll try like, to I'm almost that. done with that one. It, it, it's I do like awesome L- Lucy Liu a lot. I was watching, uh, rewatching Lucky Number Eleven, and she's in that. Number Eleven. Oh, uh, oh, um, Josh Hartnett. 
Uh, who else was in that? That's like a, Josh like is the main character. Bruce Willis is also like in a it. Russian mob movie. Is that, was mm, it no, mob it is or? a mob movie, but it's between uh, the Jewish mob and the black and the, and the black uh, oh, okay, okay, gangsters. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. I want to say Morgan Freeman is the the head of the black family, and what's his face? Who played uh, Gandhi? Uh, ben Kingsley. Ben, ben Kingsley is the head of the Jewish. Uh, he's, oh, okay. Yeah, family, and they're kind of rivals and. It's very interesting. There's a twist I won't I won't give it away, but uh have you seen it or just a while ago? Uh, it was a while ago, yeah. There's a twist I won't give away, but um Josh Hartnett is kind of like the misunderstood kid that falls falls himself in the middle between these Warren families and kind of stumbles into it and um I don't know, very it, it's played in a certain way till the twist, but it's very uh almost Pink Pantherish where this kid, um, like uh, Inspector Clouseau, yeah, uh huh, very much so, Inspector yeah, Clouseau. just stumbling, kind of like uh, <laughs> unassuming, smart ass, doesn't uh, too uh, knows too much for his own good, almost has Aspergers, like he says the wrong thing, even huh. you know, the, correcting people that he shouldn't be correcting. Well, you don't correct that. Yeah. You don't correct the alpha male with a low intelligence, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Because uh, then you're gonna get slapped, some kind of thing like that. But he <laughs> just gets, you know. Doesn't know any better. Uh, the history of you. That was the episode from the season finale. Uh, yeah. Black Mirror, yeah, from Black Mirror. Man, that's that a, it's shit a great, was brutal, man. It's a great episode. It, it starts off with that. It was pretty famous. The the prime minister fucking the pig. Oh, that's that kind of the first. Yeah, yeah, right. That's kind of how it's it, so. Which is a uh, you know, it's a good episode. It's a good way to start the show. But they it get once you put investing in it. Each episode, if you invest in uh, some of the the themes of the episode, are very very hard hitting. Uh, like you called it, uh, that history of you episode with Toby Cabo. Man, it's um, that was, like, that's just like the first season that I've seen, you know. So I'm pretty sure. Well, every episode there's like a twist at the end, or not necessarily a twist or a reveal. I'll say a reveal. Okay, yeah, that's exactly. And then it makes you look at the the entire episode a little bit um, different. And with the that one specifically, the season finale of the first season, he does seem like he's coming off paranoid, and he seems very much like uh, he's reading way too much into this. He's overanalyzing everything. And then it hits you like, oh shit! I think you know, like uh, you know, there he goes. He was right, all you know that kind of thing. And it right, just makes right. you like, oh wow. And then you read. Have you have you rewatched any of the episodes yet? Oh no, no, I just like seen it once. I I'm, I'm, I hate that it's only three seasons in because I it really does leave you wanting more. And I even re- was rewatching some of them once already knowing how each episode ends. You start noticing different things, almost like right. yeah, yeah, throughout yeah, the episode. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So it's, it's a, highly recommend, man. It's the best TV show on. Um, I, I I mean I don't want to say on Netflix, but on just out there right now, I think it's things very good. I mean, Twilight Zone used to be like that. Twilight Zone was very very. Good. I was just watching it because it's on uh it's on it's on Hulu. Twilight yeah, Hulu. You're right. Hulu. Yeah, uh, those episodes had great themes, great premises, them, uh, great actors doing doing one shots in there. Just Definitely. just like Black Mirror, you know. I really uh, even I can remember seeing one with uh, Jack Warden. Do you remember Jack Warden? Mm-hmm. Like he was in one. Uh, I know Shackner Burgess Meredith one. Oh right, 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 right. There's a few uh, pretty famous. Didn't Liam Neeson do one? Nope. Liam uh, Leslie Nielsen. Didn't he do Leslie one? Nielsen? Oh, uh, was he? I'm, th- I'm thinking like airplane. I, c- I can't like think beyond that. <laughs> what else have you been watching? Uh, oh, see. did you see? I know you're you're another. One. No one else is watching it, but I know you were uh, Superstore. Are you ca- are you up to date on that one? Oh, uh, I still have like maybe four episodes to go. I got like better and better for season. me. I just saw early, like literally an hour ago. I was just finishing yeah. um, uh, the latest. Uh, I'm up to date with it. Man, I really like America Ferrara. Man, I really, oh, yeah, really I like her. I love her character, Amy. Yeah, Amy. Amy's her character. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, in this latest one, it's kind of cool because you meet her parents. And, oh, okay. Yeah, and the dad. I don't know. Did you ever watch Ugly Betty? Oh uh, no, I've never seen Ugly Betty. Oh, okay. Well, I, I was actually kind of a big fan of that show. Well, did you ever watch the no- t- uh, Spanish TV novela La, La Bella Mas Fea? 
Yeah, it was a novella, and then they made it into English, like the Betty. Yeah, that's the one that they, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I was actually a, f- a fan of the uh, Spanish one. So when I started watching Ugly Betty, I was like, oh, cool, cool. And, I, you know, I always thought America Fair was kind of cute. You know, loads of Dogtown and all that shit. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I got into that show. Well, anyways, long story short, uh, her dad that played in Ugly Betty is her dad here in Superstore. Mm. So I kind of like when they do that. Oh, you know, not bad. Nice, not bad. nice little shout-outs to the... Uh, to the past or history or whatever. It's a, yeah. it's a funny show. It's one of the only few shows that, um, I don't know how to put it. Like, you know how, I don't want to say evolve, but your humor changes. And especially lately in the last, you know, half of my life. Actually, I've always been pretty, like, dark humored. Oh, you know, okay. Prayer, right, right, you know, right. like Tommy, I guess. I don't know how to say, but you know how we, we just laugh at shit where we shouldn't be laughing at, or just the shit we find funny is pretty dark. Right, and, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lost Highway is one of the fun, no, uh, Precious like, is the funniest fucking, movie. Uh, Schindler's List. Yeah, exactly. Comedy of the Year, you know. <laughs> Not necessarily that, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, dark, I get you, very, I get dark, you. Com- very dark humor, very dark comedy. But uh, there's one of the few shows where it's, it's, it's I could watch it with my mom, <laughs> but I still enjoy it, you know? Right. What I mean? it's, um, what's that? Uh, the Assistant Manager? Uh huh. Yes, from uh, Kids in the Hall. Um, oh, uh, uh, Mark McKinney. He was also an SNL cast member for. Oh, was like, he in SNL? The 90s, too? Yeah, yeah. I uh, remember him from Kids in the Hall. You know, he's one of the Canadian crew. Yeah, uh, yeah. one of the comedy troops. Yeah, over there, from the what was I want to say? SCTV. Uh, was he in that too? I or? don't even remember. No, actually, that's I don't, I don't a think little I too really far back. Watched it. I just remember like that was like he was part of the second wave of Canadians. Because the first wave was like Eugene Le- Levy, Catherine O'Hara, uh, J- uh, John Kent. You know what I'm saying? There was a first wave of Canadian comedians who were amazing, you know? Right. I think Martin Short even was, was part of that. Oh, was he? Yeah. Uh, I think actually Martin Short and Eugene Levy went to high school together. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Sure. And Catherine O'Hara, they went to college together. I mean, they, that crew is, you know what I'm talking about? That yeah, first wave yeah, of Canadian yeah, yeah. comedy with Lauren Michaels uh, when he came. Uh, oh, okay. You know, and, that, and then SCTV was kind of like the the rival to SNL. You know, when they split off and whatever. Anyways, the second wave came with the kids in the hall. Uh, when you had uh, who's not Paul Daly? He's an MMA fighter. The guy who was uh, ended up on news radio. He was also uh, he went through a bad divorce. Did you remember Kids in the Hall? I I don't think I ever watched it. We did watch it together. There's a few episodes we saw together oh, because because oh, okay. I remember Esley and Evelyn uh, had oh, so it on I was tape like way back. Yes, when, like man. when we were, in, I was in middle school. You were early high school. Oh, okay. But uh, our friends Esley and Evelyn, we were, you know, we were. Oh, I, if you hear from the first episode, we explained it. But Loaf had her friend Evelyn, <laughs> who was really close friends with, and I had a friend Esley, who was my oh, best friend, yeah. and they were sisters, and we didn't know, and we were cousins, and they didn't know. And at one time, we were all just hanging out. I was hanging out at Esley's house, and you ended up coming over with Evelyn, and we ended up like, "Whoa, what the fuck are you doing here?" <laughs> it was that kind of thing. Right. Uh, anyways, I remember because we used to watch Kids in the Hall back in the day with them. Well, anyway, that's what I'm going to bring up. So there was a second wave of Canadian comics who came together and uh, and really uh, uh, gave us a you know that whole new new wave of it. I guess. Yeah, I think that's the whole like um, like uh, Lauren Michael said like about your cast members of Saturday Night Live. Your favorite cast members is whoever the cast was when you were 15, 14 years old. And I kind of okay, say that, yeah. I kind of say that holds true because when you know when I was watching Saturday Night Live, the cast was uh, Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell, Chris Farley, uh, David Spade, uh, I think Chris Rock. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the cast at the time, and and I think that's the best cast. <laughs> like I, yeah, yeah. And not that I wasn't definitely. watching because I was watching Saturday Night Live before that, just because we had like 
remember when I was younger, we had a best of Chevy Chase, best of John Belushi. We had right. those tapes, and we would watch them. And I think you had a shitload recorded, and you know, I'd oh use, yeah, because video That's tapes. how I spend my weekends, man. Yeah, like recording TV shows. And so I remember, but my cast, the favorite cast of mine that I thought was funniest was the one when I was a te- when I was a early mid teens. Yeah, and it always th- even though the current cast is pretty good, the episodes lately have been they've come like the Simpsons. They've come around again where oh, they're getting okay. they're getting good again, basically. And um, but yeah, I don't know. Does that hold true to you? Is that in your case? Uh, yeah, man. Um. Like, whenever I think of SNL, I think of, like, like I catch them, like, every now and then, maybe even, like, little snippets, you yeah. know, like, highlights from, like, the new SNL episodes, but, like, I haven't, like, actually, like, whole sat episode. down and watched, you know, like, a whole episode. But then I think about, like, yeah, like, the ones that I used to record, like, back when I was, like, in high school or whatever, you know, um, like, even, like, some of the older ones, like, I because, yeah. you know, like, because uh, not too long ago, um... I came across like my stash. I think I mentioned like I, I still need to show you some old Brian Callen stuff. Yeah, please for Mad TV, right? But yeah, like on, <laughs> on like on some that. of the tapes that I've come across is like old uh, SNL episodes also. Oh yeah, where like you know like oh man like I remember that like same um, Norm Macdonald when he used to do Weekend Update. One but of my even favorites. before that, yeah. it was David Spade when David yes. Spade was doing Weekend Update. Yeah, he was the uh, insult basically. The yeah, insult the shit out of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> And it's cool because like he yeah. has that like trademark, you know, um, sarcastic. Just yeah, yeah. He's know like it all. That dick, you know, like yeah, know it all kind of asshole, right? Yeah, pretty much. But in a good way, right? I don't. You may like. He you can't hate him for the shit that no. he says, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, like thinking like some of those like episodes go from like ninety, like early nineties, maybe ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, I would say then, that ninety ninety one. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then um. All the way to like the late nineties with like you know like Wolf Farrell was on there. Yeah. Uh, uh, David uh, Daryl Hammond, Daryl uh, Sherry Terry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then like Mark McKinney was also like you know like in that cast. Uh, he's like the manager from Superstore. Was he though uh, like um, an actual cast member, or was he one of the ones that were featured? They never made cast. Oh, like you know like. They had like the cast members, and then like they have the know, featuring. Also, yeah. yeah, they always have like three or four featuring. Because I know Jerry Garofalo was a featured first season. J- Julie Louis Dreyfus was a featured first season. Huh. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a few people like that. Jay Moore was a featured. You know, oh, say, okay, gotcha. big names that went on to have better careers, but they just never made official cast members. They were just featured. Was he one of those? I, I would say he, he was a cast member, an actual cast I member. Say, yeah. yeah, but because I remember, like, it's like the the kind of like the noobs are like you know the. The coming uppers, you know, they're like actually. The ones that get I think uh, the David Ketchner was on there too. For David Ketchner, yeah, yeah. like, I think it was a cast member. right? Yeah, I think so for a season or two. That, yeah, I forgot all about it because he was on there for a while actually. Yeah. I do remember him from like you know like seeing him in uh, uh, Anchorman, like all yeah. these movies, you know. Yeah, I mean now he's like, getting his comeuppance. He's getting a little bit more popular and all that. Yeah, like I remember him from like SNL. Right, like, that's right. Where, that's actually, I remember him from like an episode of Jamie Fox. He oh, played like a serial killer that, and Jamie was trying like, uh, t- <laughs> but he wasn't for sure. It was very like very funny. One of those, yeah. Guys. But I do. Jamie it's Fox funny show. when you're watching old shows like either Jamie Foxx show, Martin Wayne's Brothers, and people that you recognize pop up on there when they're early in their years. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. real, real funny to see that. You know, like oh shit, you know that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. You know who's like that? Um, not Jane Lynch. I mean, obviously she is, but uh, who's who played the MILF in uh, American Pie? Oh, uh, fuck, shit. I forgot her name. Uh, don't tell me, don't tell me, um, Stephanie. Nope, it's not Stephanie. Is yeah. Uh-uh. Uh, she just did an interview with Mark Marin too. Fuck. Uh, I, it's going to kill, can you have me file? I'll look up the interview real quick. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know. it's, it's on my podcast, so it should pop up right away. Oh, you can bring it. It's portable, so you, oh, uh, never mind, yeah. No, not Coogan. No, not, not Coogan. Oh, shit, man. 
<laughs> I keep trying to guess what I have dinner. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Shit, she played man. Stifler's mom. Famously. Yeah, she's got it going on. <laughs> Can you pass me the thingy real quick, though? The portable charger? Oh, you got it? Thank you. Yeah, Fuck, Stifler's I can't believe mom. I forgot that, man. What, I, remember, I remember her. She was the masseuse in the in the Seinfeld episode. I don't know if you're... Are you familiar with Seinfeld? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the episode where he's dating a masseuse and he tries to get her to give him a free massage? For a free massage? Yeah. <laughs> she, she was... She, oh, it's dead anyway. She was that uh, that person, and it was like, oh yeah, you know, you when you rewatch the reruns, same thing with Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston, he yeah, was, uh, the, the dentist, dentist, the Jewish dentist. <laughs> oh, he converted like so for the jokes. just so he could. <laughs> <laughs> he played that up for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, man. Uh, oh, there were so many people. You know, they made like all these like little random cameos. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, you know, a show like that. Seinfeld where it's just been going on for seasons and seasons you know it's, it's gonna you know yeah I could see everybody getting their start throughout there especially comedians you know just because of Jerry's career and, and oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know, that's Terry Hatcher was in it yeah Spectacular Breast of course <laughs> <laughs> I was like Terry but she had a career before you know right, Seinfeld right. Uh, obviously one of my favorite cop, buddy cop movies Tango and Cash you know Cash. <laughs> which one what about you what's your favorite buddy cop movie oh man uh, Canine Wait, hold on. Is that Chuck Norris or Jim Belushi? Jim Belushi. Because there was like a series of those films. There was John Belushi, Chuck Norris, and Tom Hanks. All, oh, uh, Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch all did. <laughs> uh, a top dog was Chuck Norris's. Top uh, dog? Top dog, yes. But they all had like a series of cop. Uh, Jerry Lee was the name of the, uh, uh, from K-9. Jerry Lee was the name of the dog. Jerry. Yeah, he's Jerry Lee. <laughs> and they had to stop. Nazi drug dealers. That was the uh, Nazi drug dealer terrorist because they also wanted to blow <laughs> shit up. That that was the plot of uh, Jim Belushi's. Uh, and, and I think Jerry Lee was the only like because he, 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 he wasn't even a cop dog. He was a uh, uh, a murder victim's dog. Oh, like man, somebody that no. from a junkyard or a pier. How am I remembering this? <laughs> a junkyard or a pier. Uh, one of the guys like killed the owner. And Jerry Lee's the only one that could identify him, you know, from whatever they say. And they stick him with the guy, the detective on the case happens to be J- uh, Jim Belushi. Oh, yeah. Okay, I, gotcha. <laughs> I, I think so... Turner and Hooch was where, like, he got mad that he got paired up with the dog. Like, at first, he, well, he was like, because it was the opposite of Jim, because uh, Jim Belushi, and Jim Belushi, he was obviously the slob, the very, very messy detective. And the dog was very neat freak, I guess, like that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But in. Turner and Hooch, it was Tom Hanks who was a neat freak and his dog was so messy and messed up the house, right? That, that was <laughs> some shit yeah, like that. that. He's like, why do I have to work with the dog? You know, yeah. like, like it was like that whole thing. But yeah, of course, yeah. you know, it comes around like at the end, you know. But. Uh, yeah, they're, about, they're the best. Have that. you watched uh, Angie Tribeca by any chance? I told you about that show, Loaf, Did on you? the podcast. Yes. Did you? I told you and I sold it to you because I told you, look, dude, it's like it's like uh, the Naked Gun, but it, but in a show series. Oh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Got you remember that? No, not really. I was, had to... <laughs> because I remember you even sent me a text like, dude, Angie Tribeca, and you like three thumbs up or whatever. Oh, okay. Because I just remember like that dog. Uh, yeah. Fucking, I forgot what the dog's name was. It's a great though. Uh, first of all, I love, uh, what's her face? Um, the Jones. Um, uh, Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. But the show, is the ki- the guy is great too. The uh, Her partner detective. He's really good in it too. Actually, oh. everybody's good in it. 
But um, the uh, Andrew Schmeck, if you're not watching, it's on, it's on Hulu. It's essentially just Naked Gun, but a series of Naked Gun. So, so the kind of comedy is just absurd. This wouldn't make anybody laugh unless you're 10 years old or, or a 10 years old at heart. Oh, no, that's know? genius comedy yes. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> that is genius comedy. But, but it's one of the things that's so uh, – it, literally almost every other joke is is one of those – in the vein of uh, sh- I am sh- I am serious and don't call me Shirley. Shirley, you can't be serious. No, I, am I am serious. So, don't call me. Shirley. So all the gags are great. All the fucking fake dead. Oh man, it's, yeah, it's very slapsticky shit. Man. All like, slapsticky, but in a, school, in a good know? way. Because Absolutely, you don't have anything like that anymore at all. It yeah. it's definitely belongs in a different era. A very uh, like a mix of Three Stooges mixed with uh, Marx Brothers. Is that oh, the okay, best way gotcha. to put it? Yeah, Laurel and Hardy. Uh, yeah, but I mean it has a place, and it and I'm glad it's on. I'm glad that show's on. I hope it I hope it continues for a while. I know I brought it up for some reason. Just forgot why. The dog? Something. Oh yeah, the dog. Because like you know, like one of the officers is a dog, and yeah. he has like his own desk. They, yeah. He's like a. They treat him like an actual <laughs> like officer, a but he's a dog. You know. <laughs> he's the black guy detective. Uh, uh, like his right? partner. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. The dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wasn't it like try? Um, it's it's like like a person's name, you yeah. know, like like officer or whatever. Like go like. <laughs> Like, they don't acknowledge him as a dog. He's just, like, another police officer. Right, right, That's right. what's funny about it. <laughs> when we were talking about, like, you know, like, uh, buddy comedies with, like, dogs. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you seen um, Kung, Kung Fu uh, Fury? Is that Stephen Chow? Or am I thinking something No, else? it might as well be. But it was, like, a, a fan-made movie uh, that they released for free on YouTube. And it's actually now on Netflix. Oh, really? It's 30 minutes long. And it basically every '80s action movie cliche it throws it at you, and in a very funny, clever way. Huh? Yeah. Uh, check it out if you haven't shit seen blowing it. up, like, or <sighs> no, like ridiculous. Yeah, shit blowing up, but like, man, it's hard to explain. Okay, so he falls off the roof of a building, and he starts shooting. He gets his uh, Lamborghini to pull up right in front of him while as he's falling and to open the car door so he fits he falls from the building into the seat perfectly okay. but the way he opens the car door is he shoots his gun at it and the door opens <laughs> 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 that's not even the worst of it he has he has a partner that's a tri, that's a humanoid triceratops he's called tri, triceracop <laughs> <laughs> okay it gets a little more ridiculous that's really uh, good. That's he, really go, good. he, that's he good. accidentally goes back in time uh and then the thunder god thor uh trans- takes him back to like uh hitler uh to the hitler era but this hitler knows kung fu he's the kung fu <laughs> the kung fu <laughs> <laughs> and that's the main enemy of the uh, you got to watch the movie it's 30 minutes long so you know but it's a little short film but it's it's yeah oh that yeah. sounds awesome man check it out if you get a chance awesome. yeah kung fu uh anything <laughs> else good on netflix <laughs> Uh shit. Um, I watched this one. Uh, th- it's called. It's a. It's like a series about like photographers and just you know um, them traveling around the world and just like That's you know taking pictures of like different things. And it's pretty good. I I just like it. just it's very you know scenic. You know. Yeah. All the places they get to travel and take pictures. You know, um, landscapes or like you know tribes in the, you know somewhere. I think like there was this one dude that went to Australia. I believe. Yeah. Wait, was it Australia. Austria. Oh. Austria. Oh. Put another ship on the bar, man. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> I think it was in... Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Papua New Guinea. Okay. Papua, and he, like, you know, like, found, like, this, like, you know, this, like, tribe that, you know, just kind of like, stayed isolated, you know, from modern mm-hmm. society or whatever. He, like, took pictures. Sperm and... warriors. Which ones? Because <laughs> there's a tribe on Papua New Guinea called the Sperm Warriors, 
where they think uh, it makes you, if you consume enough cum, it makes you a man or a better warrior. So these guys literally like rape these fucking kids or they make the kids suck their dicks so they can get the semen out of them so they can eat, drink it. God damn. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like on some, <laughs> on some fucking, uh, I don't even know what's it like Greek Roman level fucking level of uh, Greek, right? fucked yeah. up shit, you know? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, so, anyway, and they, they they start, like, young, like, seven, eight, seven, eight years old. Like, the kids are, they're forcing the kids to suck dick and take it up the ass and all oh, that man. shit. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, gymnasium is Greek for naked. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, gym, right? That's where it comes from. That's how I used to work out. Everybody used to work out and fight, I think, that way, too. Yeah, like, it was actually considered a civi- uh, civic duty. Like, you had to do it to, like, work out naked in public. To, it's, like, to show, like, you know, your pride you know well greeks notoriously have uh bigger penises than everybody in in the world like uh i don't i wouldn't put it pound for pound but i guess <laughs> so race for race genetically they have <laughs> the uh, bigger uh bigger dicks than everybody in the world yeah oh. the i think because the average uh how did it put it the average white man and uh, hispanics fall under the white umbrella just because of the european thing oh good. So his is like six and a half inches the average black man is six inches, and the average Asian is four inches. But Greek specifically, the average Greek is eight and a half inches. So there are two inches above the average oh, overall. Man. So, like, if you ever meet a Greek, that the, he's te- uh, uh, there's more likely that he's gonna have a big dick or something. Packing like that. heat, yeah, he's packing heat. And I think <laughs> it does come from maybe like it was one of those uh, evolution things, like uh, because they were forced to work out naked, everybody had to show up. You know what oh, I mean? So maybe oh, it was no, subconscious no. or that it was genetically implanted. Hey, no, that's a good way to put it. Who knows, man? So hey, anybody wants to get bigger junk, uh, I have just... so many theories about penises. <laughs> no, <can't>, I know. <laughs> uh, what should we call it? Um... Oh shit! Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty it's stuff. I don't think it's making me feel better. I don't think it's making me feel better. Oh really? <laughs> That's all right. I, I mean, there's like whiskey too. Yeah, I doubt it's gonna help. But uh, well, I mean, like it was almost like actually the Greeks used to like brew like a type of absinthe also. As a um, oh really? Like uh, I mean, I thought it was a French invention. It comes even from back then. Like yeah, a, from back then. Uh, I guess like archaeologists. Cool. Said, Give me some history on it. Yeah. Like. Excuse it, me. What, it was a French invention, though. Initially, like I, as far as we know, it modern. Day. I, and yeah, as far as we know, yeah, you know, like the French are what popularized it. As, I don't you know, know like, the French are assholes. I don't know, like, the French are assholes. <laughs> uh, okay, but, so um, it gives me the Greek origin. Yeah, um, uh, some archaeologists had uncovered like all these pots, and it had a. It said like something. It was along the lines of absinthe, but it wasn't actually absinthe. Well, a form it, of it. Yeah, you know, because uh, its medicinal properties, like it was used as. Uh, I guess like uh, kind of like a the same way ru- shit, you know? rubbing alcohol would be used. You think or uh, I don't remember. Like I just remember coming across it. You know, like it dates back even to the ancient Greeks. I used to brew a form of it. Mm. You know, for medicinal purposes, and just like the the French used to brew it to give to uh, soldiers. Mm. You know, like yeah, whatever they, it, yeah. yeah, you know, just to. I think I talked about it the last time, right? Might not. Uh, well, you could do it again. Yeah, but I think they they take it with them for battle, right? Um, it's uh, uh, to treat dirty water. Yeah, they used to mix it with you know water to just. To it make kills sure off it, whatever. Yeah, and okay. then you know like so after you know they came back from like whatever war whatever colonization that they were a uh, part of, they so they developed a taste for it, you know. So they started demanding it like to be a thing, you know, like they they wanted to drink it, and I guess like the uh, the aristocracy, you know, mm-hmm. my bad. Okay. got a, got a, like wind of it, like hey, what's all that, you know? 
So they kind of popularized it as this uh, very decadent royal drink. Like only like the the high class, you know, it was just something that they drank. Oh, okay. And then from there, you know, it just, you know, got that notoriety. Like, oh, rich people drink this, you know? Right, And then, right. you know, like it just became like a thing, you know, like in the late 1800s, the Victorian era. You know, particularly, in, obviously, in, you know, like Europe and... England, yeah. England and France and all that. So. Yeah, you Just know. high class societies, right? Yeah. But then, like, everybody started drinking it. Then you get, like, you know, all your, you know, artists, painters, poets, right, you know, like, you know, that right. made it, you know, through the Bohemian era. Yeah, I, I know they talk about it during, um, in, uh, Oscar Wilde in, um, Picture mm. of Dorian Gray. He, he, he was a notorious yeah. absinthe drinker, absolutely. Yeah. There was a, um, there's a great quote by him. He said, because he says, I've got, uh, oh, I know which one you're talking about. Oh, which one? Go I, ahead. I think. Is it the the first drink you see? Oh no, I wasn't going there. But go, what, what, what's that one? Go oh, ahead. which was yours? I no, no, I was going off topic. Uh, but what were you going to say? What was his uh, that you were thinking? The first drink is what? Wait, I want to say it was Oscar, it was either Oscar Wilde or um, Scott Fitzgerald, but I think it was Oscar Wilde. He said like the first drink of absinthe you take, uh, you see things. Fuck, I don't want to fuck this up because it's such an awesome quote, man. <laughs> well, what's the gist of it? Or you want to look it up? I'll finish my uh, point. Yeah, 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 just go for it because I don't want to fuck it up. Cause no, because I was really going to awesome go on because you brought up artists and poets and all that. Oh, right, right, right. And he brought up how talking to talking to poets in real life is... Uh, well, he said like poets and ad- actual adventurers or actual people who, who live their life... People with who are exciting mm-hmm. are in light. Oh, man, I'm fucking it up now too. People, uh, <laughs> he was talking about people who um, live exciting lives write sucky poetry, and people who write really good poetry are actually boring people in real life. Hmm. And he's the way he explained it was that uh, you got it. Yeah, the way the way he explained it was that people uh, poets put all their energy and all their passion into their poetry, so it comes out better. And, oh, okay. But everyone else puts all their uh, passion into love or life, so their poetry sucks. So you never want to meet a, a poet in real life because he's going to be the most boring person ever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, and I, interesting. I, and he, he, he said it applies to artists, to painters. It applies to that as well. And uh, I thought that was very uh, – even oh. musicians to a point. And I thought that was real fascinating. Like, he kind of makes a point. You're, uh, he, he makes a good point. Like, people who have lived a lot of a life of experience – Rarely write good art. Are very good, rarely are really good artists. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a special mix when you have someone who could do both. You know, who lives a life of experience right. and and can be an artist in whatever faction of it. But most most good artists don't live a life of experience. So that's why everybody's first album. And it made me think. That's why everybody's first album. No, I'm good. That's why everybody's first album is um, is the best one or probably their best work or the one hit wonder thing because they're coming from a a struggle. Oh, okay. you know, you know, talking about like it's from the heart. Uh, yeah, it's know? from the heart. It's from the garage band days. It's from the from the playing the shows for shitty money every fucking time you go. And then once you once you once that album becomes successful, uh, now you're rich. Let everyone's waiting for your follow up. Rarely, uh, rarely does it come up to be better than the first one because right. that passion is gone. You're not no longer struggling to eat for your next meal. You're no longer uh, sleeping on fucking people's couches. And you know, you're, you know, what I'm saying like that. That goes away because huh. so now you're living a. Um, I think you can even apply it to fighting as well. Like that whole thing we were talking about last episode with like once you become the champ, it's so hard to get that same passion you had, that that hunger that you had when you were right, just a right. contender, yearning for that. For you reach the top of the mountain, and that's why it's so hard to stay a champion. That's why it's even harder to stay a champion 
huh. then to because that you lose that ambition that drove you in the first place because you already hunger, reached yeah. that goal you know and it applies to artists yeah it's it's true, all, man. that quote made me think of that like maybe that's that's how it, it, you can not just apply it to poets but to all artists in general musicians anybody who reaches success from their art you know those are no that's there's something really beautiful about the struggling artist Right, something right. really, really. Um, it's authentic. romantic. It's definitely romantic, you know. Romantic, um, authentic, organic. There's something like, um, just passionate, really, about that. And then it's weird to try to, uh, you know, once you reach that success, you no longer struggle. Now you enjoy the fruits of your labor, but try to recreate that magic again, man. Very, very, very difficult. There's few professions, yeah, definitely. There's few few professions where you can improve from place. I think, I think directors or movie makers. In general, I think you can still get it from that. The more successful doesn't necessarily um, mean you're going to deplete. But I think for the most part, um, musicians, uh, fighters, uh, artists, I think I think there's something to be said about your art being coming from str- suffering is a blessing. You know, yeah, <laughs> suffering uh, is the a cause blessing. of all suffering is desire, and that's oh, like that's Buddhist. Can... Yeah, yeah, Buddhism, but, absolutely. But what I meant was suffering is a like it's a good thing to suffer. Yeah, absolutely, Buddhism does. It's not saying that. No, well, Buddhism is saying that yeah. particular quote. Like, uh, like uh, remember Whiplash? Yeah, yeah. You know, like you know that part uh, where he's talking to him, the comfort thing, right? You know, where he's like saying, you know, there's no, there's. There's no like, like no phrase like more like uh, like devastating or, or whatever like than Someone good job. You're, you're you know? good job, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, it's like once it's it's almost like saying like you oh, stole that you... from my drone instructor, but yeah, yeah. Is that where it's from? <laughs> no, I don't know, but my drone instructor used to tell us that all the time. Never get com- never stay comfortable. Once you get right. comfortable, you're you're satisfied. You're gonna stop wanting to get better. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That, that's really yeah. like all that that it's saying. You know, right. like once like it's like. You've already you've already reached kind of the top, the yeah. pinnacle. Like you've got what you wanted, and then you just kind of like just kind of like disintegrate from that point. Because uh, well, it's um, it, it's that purpose, I guess. You know, like you know, um, like a goal that you want to achieve that can never be achieved will always kind of like keep you going for it. Mm-hmm. But like once you get it, it, the whole point of a journey isn't the isn't the destination; it's the journey itself. Right. Absolutely. No, Buddhism teaches to stop suffering. You need to stop all desires. Because that's the root of all suffering is desire, uh, but no, I feel differently. Like it's, the I remember, four noble truths, it was the yeah, four noble truths uh-huh, of the, the, uh, the false four path. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the noble path. Yeah, um, like I remember when I got like uh, you know I have suffering is a blessing tattooed on me, and I remember people constantly like, what does that mean? I was like, what? What are you talking about? What is how is suffering a blessing? And I, I I constantly had to like I hate getting philosophical. Like I first of all, I just know you. Like, or I don't really talk to you that way. Why do I have to keep fucking explaining myself? Like, now you're gonna make me explain to you. I don't want to explain to you, you know. But now it's a little bit more. I think it's more in the general public. Maybe the popular whiplash came out with it, but people know what that means now. To, to you, it's a bad thing not to suffer for anything. It's a bad thing to be stake, be comfortable. People know that in general now. I think. I mean, I don't know. I mean, well, less people ask me what the suffering is a blessing. Oh, okay, less, gotcha. I'll say that. But when I was gotcha. 19, they were, "Well, what is what is that? What is that supposed to mean?" And I have to constantly explain myself. Well, it's a. Uh, you know, uh, the man who has everything is there's no character in that guy. You know, it's, right? You all the most interesting people in the world suffer, so suffering is a good thing. You just got to look at you know that kind of thing. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, even my tattoo artist uh, when he was doing it, I'm like, what, what, what do you mean by that? Like, uh, just fucking, <laughs> just fucking draw it, dude. Just <laughs> do your shut job. up, man. <laughs> <laughs> what was that quote? The, the, did you look it up? Did you find it? The Oscar Wilde one. Yeah. Let's see, Let's see, it says. After the first glass of absinthe, you see things as you wish they were. 
After the second, you see them as they are not. And finally, you see Amazing. things as they really are. And that is the most horrible thing in the world. Mm. What there was another that reminds me of a different one. I like that one, by the way. That's a good that's a good quote. But I like the Man, what was it? You don't see things as they are, you see things as you are. You know what I'm talking about? Huh. Who said that? Man, I don't know. I think it's either from a movie or a book. But I just remember that uh, it's now it's one thing you no longer see things as they are. You see things as you are. And uh, I want to say it's one of the original. It's either Plato, Aristotle's or Socrates. Huh. Uh, It's about reaching like not necessarily enlightenment, but like (laughs) um, an epitome. You know, when you have a realization like that the world. Yeah. Whatever you want to. Well, like it, it, you have to get to a point of realization when you, you don't no longer see the world as it is. You see it as you are, and that's kind of true to. Hmm. I, 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 you know, when since I was kid, I've been saying perspective. It's really all about perspective. Right, right. Everything you look a bit can be. Anything that happens to you in your life, anything that happens to other people, it's all about the way you perceive it. Because the effect it has on you is only the effect that you are going to let it have on you, and sometimes you're going to have to let whatever pain and suffering overwhelm you because there's nothing you can do but accept that pain and suffering and sometimes you can transfer it to for in the perception just look at it this way well well it's not okay you know I, uh, I'm giving bad I'm on the spot example like uh, let's say you go um, you lose your house you go bankrupt you lose your job right that's just an OL if you perceive it as like this is horrible or you can see it as like you know what, I have time to, you know what I'm saying like you now I have time to do follow this my passion here or that one or maybe this is an opportunity for a better job you know what I'm saying like it, it takes away all these other things so they kind of put you on a path to like maybe you can look at it like however you want or you can look at it like this fucking sucks I'm, I'm fucking <laughs> no, fuck this what are we gonna do now uh, what are we gonna do but you can perceive but it's all about perceive what right. are you gonna do on the next per, uh, next sit, ne- the next step is yours as you perceive it so you can keep going down a path of wallow or you can go down a path of of um, of a next step just a moving a moving on you know that kind of thing but uh I, I, that's how I felt. Like, you, don't look at the world as it is. Look at it as you are. And don't, maybe like from Angus, don't make, don't change, don't adapt to the world. Make the world adapt to you. You know? <laughs> Angus is awesome. Man. Oh, I love that movie. I fucking love that movie so yeah, much. A good way to put it. Yeah. And like, that's a pretty cool scene. Like when you mentioned Angus, you know, mm-hmm. where he's like giving that like little demonstration of the anomaly. Uh-huh. Yeah, do that. I feel like because I, I haven't seen the movie in years, but I think I could watch it now and be like, "Man, like it's saying so much more than you know." There's just a lot like, of powerful know. scenes in that film. A lot of fucking movie. Man. Uh, I think it should have got. I'm surprised not more of a cult hit. Uh, you know, I told you when I, mean, I sent it to you when I ordered it on Amazon because it came with heavyweights. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah>. heavyweights. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I made the kids watch it that day, and it was man, it still held up. You know, you're afraid because I want to show uh, the kids movies from my childhood. But you're afraid, like, man, I haven't seen this movie. We're all watching together in the first time. For me, the first time in 15, 20 years. For them, the first time. And, like, man, in, in my head, when I was a kid, it has a certain memory. Oh, yeah, you same, know? same. Yeah, same. a certain nostalgia. But I want to say, I hope it holds up because uh, there's some movies where I, I was watching with the kids and they're looking at me like, how the fuck did you watch this shit? Like, this shit sucks. <laughs> and I thought it was the best movie ever, that kind of thing. And vice versa. You know, there's sometimes where it works out. This one really, really, Angus is, uh, it really worked out, man. Oh, uh, definitely. Uh, remember that the the one, one of my favorite scene is one uh, you know is very close with his grandpa, and uh, his grandpa has a chess partner in the park, and they play chess. Oh, every day. yeah, you know what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about, right? Absolutely. And Absolutely. Uh, I man, I forgot the name of the song that was. There was a song playing in the background. Yeah, it's a uh, Peter Gabriel. But, yeah, uh, 
Rivers Deep, I think. The, it's it's the a great. The song. It's like the perfect. Uh, it sets the, the tone of the film. Absolutely, like it's they don't speak close. like yeah. at all. Like during the, that se- that scene. That, that's my favorite thing that they, there's no dialogue going on. But his grandpa dies. Spoiler alert. I mean, it's kind of part of the thing. But he um, and his his best friend from the park that they play chess together. And by the way, they shit talk each other too, which I love. I, I love they sh- the you know they have that rapport, that old angry man, they have, right, you know, grumpy old man, grumpy old. It just I, I just love that. I mean, you know how I am with my Marine friends. It, it just very much. You know, just there's that that level of camaraderie. We just kind of just like yeah. trash each other, but it's like uh-huh. a sign of love and affection. Yeah, you know so absolutely. You know, absolutely. And uh, he comes, he comes to because he's uh, the older man, the other, the best friend, the grandpa's best friend is looking at his clock, his watch, and he hasn't showed up. Oh yet. yeah, 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 that's how they set the scene up. Exactly, he's just sitting at the the, uh, the bench waiting for him. Angus shows up, and he there's no words, no dialogue set, no being dialogue. said at all. Uh, but they both kind of like tear eyed. He, uh, the the older the old man looks up at Angus, and Angus gets the first of all the way he does it is beautiful because he sticks to the rules of the chess game. Absolutely, you know what I'm he talking moves about. Upon. He, he moves, moves the upon pawn first two steps. He doesn't just grab the uh, in the, in the grab the king, put it in the middle of the board, and right, 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 right. he moves the he moves the uh, pawn two steps up. Then he puts the chest, uh, the, the, the king the down, king and, and, and down. you know, like he's folding a game, or right. like he's like, uh, like he forfeited the game. But he does that, and it's just so symbolic. And then the old man looks up at him with tear eyes, and he just says, "Oh, oh you know, like his, his best just, friend just died." Right, and he knows what everyone. And then that's where the scene ends with that. And I thought, there's leaves, the fall, everything's changing, the seasons changing, everything is so like definitely. They should definitely. Sh- they should show that scene for film class. You know what I'm saying? Like because that's Dude, so great, right? so powerful. Uh, that's my favorite scene. Uh, any other favorite scenes for that film? Oh, we'll go on Angus. Let's make this an Angus. <laughs> shit, shit, I'll do it, man. Like, I used to watch that shit all the fucking time. I mean, like, even besides, like, you know, like, you know, like the heavier scenes, you know. And, and there are, like, a couple, you know. Mm-hmm. James Vanderbeek. I just remember he's he's a bad guy in the movie. <laughs> the bad guy? <laughs> the fucking, he was just, like, the bully. And then, uh, uh, oh, Kevin Connolly is one of his henchmen. That's right. Yeah. Kevin <laughs> And then Homegirl from Jurassic Park, she was the female. Uh, I mean, not Richards. Uh, she yeah. was like the. the and the Kathy Bates drop. is his mom. Oh, and the grandpa is George fucking C. George Scott. C. Scott. Oh, he, Who was a, also in Twilight Zone. Any movie, yes, yeah, any movie George C. Scott does, I'm in. Because his performances, I mean, even in his. He never stopped. You know, did you see the remake of 12 Angry Men? With uh, Tony Danza's in it, uh, Jack Lemons in it. Oh, uh. Th- doesn't he accuse somebody of being like an Arab or something? Uh, yeah, he gets a little racist. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but I mean, okay, but he's that kind of he's for the most part the opposite. He's the antagonist to Jack Lemmon's protagonist. Gotcha. But I mean, the re- I mean, the originals. It is what it is. It's a classic. But this the remake was really well done. It was it was all shot in one room, that kind of thing. Right. But right. I mean, he's just so pat. He was fucking Patton. Oh, I mean, Patton. Uh, there you, uh, go. you know, uh, uh, Doctor Strange love. You know what I'm saying? Like George oh, e. Scott. Yeah. George e. Scott is it, he's a man's man. He comes from a certain era. And he still portrays that in the modern times. Uh, yeah, actually, he's dead now, right? He, he died a few years ago. What's that? He died a few years ago. Oh, right? yeah, he's dead. He's uh, dead. Well, anyways, this is one of his last films, and he just has this... Um, for an old man, he has a presence, you know, a statue Definitely. And, uh, I, I mean, I love the film. Uh, uh, one of my other favorite scenes is uh, Mazzy Stars playing in the background, Fade Into. Oh, of course. Uh, the and the he's prom, kind of, yes, like, so dance. Correct. And um, Terminator. <laughs> What's his name? Terminator. 
<laughs> the Sherminator. Oh, um, Troy. Troy was the name. Troy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Troy. The ears. Uh, Chris Owen. That's his original name. I heard Chris he's Owen. like a waiter in uh, L.A. Sushi Shop or something like that. Currently. Oh, did you tell me about that? Somebody told me about. I that think I might have told you because I read about it a few years ago, and I, w- I was wondering, like, I wonder if he's still. I want to have him on the podcast, you know. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> if we ever re- uh, what shop is he working? What sushi shop is he working at that we oh, can hey, go man, visit? We him. got Google nowadays. So. <laughs> well, there's a scene where he's like learning to slow dance or whatever, and. Um, uh, the fade into you, Mazzy stars playing in the background, and I fucking one of my favorite songs of all time. Oh, definitely, maybe top yeah. five, even you know, something that that good. And it's just really good because he's explaining to him, like uh, Troy doesn't get it. He's saying it's like, oh, you get a boner for you in your heart or in your stomach or some shit. Like, oh, like oh, when he's practicing with Troy, it's um, and he, but he's talking about uh, homegirl's character that he because he's in love with the girl, obviously, right, you know? right. And it's he, a different song in that scene, but then mm-hmm. when he's at prom, that's um, that's the one he's playing. But he's like, um, I remember what it's like to be 15 and in love. And he's ex- he's explaining it to Troy, who hasn't hit it yet. And I just remember when I was watching the movie, like, oh, man, he gets it. He gets That's it. <laughs> you know, you're so fucking like, uh, you know, I'm one of those guys that like, oh, you fell in love easy or you fell in love. Like, I was like five of my first crush, my first real crush, you know. And then it hit me again when I was in fifth grade, you know. And then, you know, it's like that kind of thing is I've always had. It. And then it hit me again when I was in seventh grade you know with a different in a, right, right, right so i was i know what that means like oh i know what he's feeling i so when they'd make these teen love movies like oh that's that's it i like moonrise kingdom to me is like that when it's the oh yeah yeah definitely yeah, yeah anyways so i like that scene the way he explains it it felt me it felt like to me like the the writers got whoever wrote it got everybody got it the director got it what was going on in the in the movie the actors got it the fucking you know the writers got everybody knew what kind of film this was trying to be made and they made it you know it wasn't supposed to be an american pie type of movie a kid a teenager it wasn't supposed to be um your typical national lampoons or whatever the fuck or america you know what i'm saying like it wasn't that wasn't the the they were trying to be sincere right there wasn't like a raunchiness to it right like synonymous with like a lot of those was like yeah quote-unquote coming of age movies right you know exactly has to be something you know sexual or perverted you know right to get the laugh no no this was a a legit film about a kid who's overweight going through some stuff in high the way he would handle high school and he wasn't necessarily bullied he was the you know he was uh he could he could talk shit with the wrestler. He could he was physical too, so it wasn't that he was necessarily. He uh, was still bullied though, like but, but he was, was still, still right. Bullied, but he wasn't a, like a victim. I mean, he was a victim, but he wasn't. Uh, he didn't let himself like right. The, he still stood up for himself. Yeah, he when stood he up had for himself, yeah, and it definitely. wasn't like a moment at the end of the film where he finally. He, the movie starts with him uh, them messing with his friend, and he sticks up for his friend. So, oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The movie broke my nose, Angus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the movie starts with him being an intimidating presence because he is intimidating to the other guy. Right, right. He's intimidating to the good-looking bullies. You know, he's just not. Uh, um, so it doesn't start like where he finally sticks up to himself at the end. No, no, no. He starts as a he's a someone you wouldn't want to fuck with because he's not going to let you bully him. But he right. gets, but he does get teased and all that stuff. Right. So I, I mean, I like where the fi- the film took itself seriously. Basically, what I mean, in, in, that's in, a good way to put it, but not too seriously. You know what I mean? Like, it, was it wasn't cheesy little. on any level. No, on any level. You know, there there was still like you know that um like it was a coming of age without like all the raunch. You know, like it, right? Yeah, it was sincere. Definitely very sincere. Very yeah. sincere. You know, there's another great part where um the grandpa. I think it's the last thing he tells him, right? The Superman. Yep. Scene? Exactly. What I was gonna yep. go for. Um, he tells him Superman isn't brave, and <laughs> and is like, "Have you been did taking you take your, your pills? medicine? <laughs> did you take your pills again, Grandpa?" <laughs> He's like, "Superman's indestructible. He can't be brave, be brave if, if you're, you're indestructible." indestructible. And 
was like, hell yeah, yeah that's yeah, a great, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> even oh. when I was a kid, like, yeah. it got me thinking. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Like, fucking Superman can do anything he wants. Yeah, it's there's good. no, you're right. There's no bravery to that. And, it, you know, and at that time, you know, I was always like, oh, Batman, uh, Superman sucks. Batman. And I don't feel that way now. Obviously, Superman's a great character, but it was very much like Superman sucks, Batman's better, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that one just solidified it for me. Ah, confirmation. <laughs> confirmation to an idea I already had, you know, that kind of thing. Or, you know how we are as a kid. You're just, even as adults, you're so, uh, we're so, not only say vulnerable or uh, anything, we're so insensitive, like anything that uh, shatters your, your ego, you know, you're, you don't want to let it. You don't want to be proven wrong about oh, it. Right, right, right. You don't want to be like, you're just, so any confirmation, you grab on to, you know, because we're so, just as, as like people in general. Some uh, form of valid, uh, val- validity, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. Like, yes, thank you. That's all I needed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny, man. Uh, oh, anything man. you want to bring up? Anything, a topic? Shit. Um, oh, actually, there is two things I want to bring up that I'm getting sick and tired of getting brought up. You know, <laughs> not the best way to put it. Just, uh, just kind not of a, not necessarily the wrong. podcast, but people keep asking me about these two things, like my opinion on it, and then I have, I constantly keep explaining myself the exact same bullshit. Uh, obviously, the Trump thing. I'm tired of hearing this everywhere you go. Oh yeah, you know that. I'm trying to hear. I'm tired of hearing negative aspects about it. I'm trying to hear positive aspects about it. I'm just tired of hearing name about it's just, it. Just in general, I'm tired of it. Just I'm so over it. Please stop bringing this bullshit up. Like it matters. It doesn't all matter all that much. Anyways, uh, the second one is the Conor McGregor versus Mayweather fight. <laughs> People kind of oh man. oh yeah. They're constantly telling me like like they're telling me something new. Like oh you know in boxing Mayweather's gonna fuck up Connor like oh really what else water is water wet too like no you know like uh, you know, it, I'm just getting so fucking tired I hate when something's pop something that you like gets popularized so then everybody goes to you to just about the shit they don't really know about just what they hear about that's getting spread out because it's so popular you know what I'm talking about right, right. Yeah, yeah yeah it's very very annoying but I'm getting very tired of uh, those two subjects getting brought up constantly constantly like oh my god and then I have to keep. Yeah, I mean, Connor's got a puncher's chance. You never know. Mayweather's older. Uh, but more than likely, he's going to get outboxed. You know, just the obvious. It's the obvious. You're saying what everybody's saying. And you're just kind of like, you, you don't have energy for a certain subject anymore. You're just drained of it. You're just exhausted of it. You know? hmm. so, Oh, but um, like if they bring up like, oh, but did you hear that they might they might find a infinite universe or the universe is shaped like a donut? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, what? Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. There's always some theory supporting some something. Well, or? I'm just saying that there's certain certain subjects that hit you and it sparks your interest and you can go on forever and ever about it. Like Angus, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's some where you're just exhausted. Like you've already gone over every angle of it and you're just tired of it getting brought up like oh my god I don't really talk about this anymore because I'm sick and you're when he talks with it to death basically you know uh, that's how I feel about those uh, Connor and bored to death Trump. talk about a great show anything you wanted to bring up uh, um see movies yeah I, I want to talk about movies but I know like train spawning 2 came out today um so I haven't seen Logan man like they like I have to catch up on so much shit but I took the kids to see Logan last week Oh, man. Man, that movie, it sucked that this is the last one because they finally got it right, you know? And that oh, little man, girl, Logan? that little girl, Daphne King, fucking great. Uh, like, instantly, it reminds me of when um, Chloe Grace Moretz came out when she kind of debuted on Click-Ass. Like, oh, oh shit, God. who is that girl? She's going to be something. This is how I feel about Daphne King. Oh, She's going to be something. She's going to, 
She's fluent in English and Spanish. I'm, are you familiar at least with the plot? She's a little Mexican girl in the movie. Louis. Oh, yeah. Um, I just don't know, like... Right. I'm not going to say anything on, else, yeah. but you're going to say you know where it takes place. It's set. It's mostly right. set in Mexico, and then they have to cross to, to get to Canada, basically. Uh, well, anyway, she's a, she's a bilingual girl. Uh, she's actually British, but her mom is Spanish, like Spain Spanish. Oh, okay. And um, so she, 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 you know, she's very good in both languages, but her action scene like most of it's a lot of it's her i guess she's very active like you know either gymnastics or ballerina one of the things she has a background in so it seems like uh they didn't just get a midget like you could say the, 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 the like you know talking about the special not the special effects the uh stunt doubles okay either either a lot of it's her with wires or you know some of it, you know whatever the fuck but i can't tell the difference and i think she's she's gonna be the next big thing i i respond to feel that way ah, that's cool that's good though uh, you know which one I want to see? Well, obviously, uh, Kong. I keep hearing Skull great Island. Yeah, absolutely. Chauncey Riley. Well, I, I think I mentioned before he's in a movie. I'm watching it, so I he's in. The, I hear he steals a movie, so I really want to go see this one. He seems like that character. They just like because he lives on the island. Apparently, he's yeah crash landed from like he's a, a pilot. He crash landed from like World War. II. He was a World War II pilot because it's set in the. Post Vietnam era, like right after the Vietnam War. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, did you think it was a current one? No, no. I mean, I just didn't know. Like, yeah, yeah. It's set in the he, Vietnam era. But I don't know. Like, he comes out and in, and it's they they do Easter eggs where it's supposed to be a prequel to not necessarily a prequel. Well, it's set before Godzilla, but the same company that John Goodman works for is the same company that Ken Watanabe works for in Godzilla. So they're doing a shared universe really? thing. Yeah, they're doing a shared universe thing. I mean, that's the reason why this Kong uh, is uh, now has a rival size because technically King Kong isn't as big as Godzilla uh, in the old movies. But now oh, yeah. in, in this current film, they're kind of revamping it so he's the same. So it could be an even match. Oh, okay. If, he if, does look pretty big, like even in the trailers. Like he looks... yeah, if they're if they're the way they're explaining it, just so they can set up that. I'm assuming they're going to set up a Godzilla versus King Kong. Uh, King Kong. Something? That's going to be or you know just Mothra. A shared universe is all the rage now, you know. Mothra, yeah, I heard Mothra. So I, I, I haven't seen it yet, but that's what I'm looking for now. I'm looking for Easter eggs to like, oh, to the to, to that universe, see if there's anything else. Because I know that for sure. That company, they, I think it's called Monarch. I know that, mm-hmm. that it's like a that's the same company type of thing, like a Prometheus aliens type of thing. I think it's oh okay. I gotcha, think it's that gotcha. kind of thing. Um, oh. what? Uh, oh, and I, you know, Universal is doing a shared universe now with the Mummy. It's supposed to be in relation to the Dracula Untold. Dracula, I guess, was their first attempt to Untold do... with uh was it Luke Evans? Yes. I believe. Uh-huh, Luke I haven't Evans. seen it yet. But... I've seen parts of it. It's okay, but it just seemed a little. Um, it was lacking something, and I couldn't really quite put my finger on what it was lacking. Huh. But it it wasn't a bad movie, but there was just something that just didn't hit all to make it a great film. I don't know. Maybe I'm comparing it to Dracula with Gary Oldman too much. Oh man, because that's a great film. They trick um, in that movie too. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think that was their first attempt, and now this is going to be their second one. And oh no, in I Frankenstein, the one with uh, uh, shit, Aaron Eckhart, Aaron Eckhart, Aaron Eckhart. There you go. That was their second attempt, but that didn't hit either. So now, if this one, I think they're going to stop if this one doesn't hit the Mummy, uh, the new Mummy movie. But this actually looks pretty good. The one with Tom with Cruise. The, Tom Cruise. It looks pretty good, and they made it a female. Oh, uh, what's your face from uh, Kingsman? I don't remember. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, um, oh, what the fuck is Dental legs, like homegirl, <laughs> metal Shit. legs, chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan, you got new legs? <laughs> 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 but they, uh, 
So this is our third attempt because I know they want to do. I, I'm crossing my fingers for a Monster Squad remake with all. <laughs> that would be the best, man. right? Still waiting. But yeah, I know Universal is trying to do a shared universe with the old school monsters. Wasn't Wolfman part of that too? Now I think about it, the Benicio del Toro one. Oh yeah, that um, would have been right. Uh, from like, who directed that? By the way, I don't know. I don't think it was um. Shit, Emily Blunt. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to look it up. I will kill. I love you. Okay. Yeah, I like that part. <laughs> I, I thought that was a pretty good movie. I, I know like it got it, bad yeah. reviews, or it didn't do well in the box office, at least, but I, th- I, I like I mean, Benicio's one of those guys, too, who I think he he does pretty good, anything he does. Uh, anything else you're looking forward to? Uh, I want to see the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh, with uh, Javier Bardem? Javier Bardem, absolutely. Yeah. I wonder if Penelope's coming back for this, too, since they're married. Um, I don't know. You know, um, like, as far as, like, the uh, trailers or, like, any of the posters or anything, it doesn't show them. But I, I, like, I would just keep thinking, like, with stuff like that, if they do want to bring him back, they want to advertise it just to give, like, a element of surprise, maybe. You know? Oh, okay. I always like... Hopefully, hopefully. Who knows? I always like their little connection, because um, did you ever see Si Noticias de Dios? Joe Johnson. Which one? Si Noticias de Dios. But it was released in America as uh, Don't Tempt Me. Oh, the... the was it... Yeah, Heaven... French, Spanish... And in, in English, English, in Hell. Yeah, in fr- in Heaven they spoke French and everything was black and white. And on Earth they spoke Spanish. It's starring Damien Bachir, uh, who I like a lot. I'm a big fan of his. Are you familiar with him? He was uh, the... No, he was Mexican... So. Bob the Mexican in Hateful Eight. That's oh, him. okay, okay. You remember him from The Heat? He was a director, the FBI director in The Heat. Uh, he was really good in that. Anyways, he's starting to get a little bit more notoriety in American films now. But he's been a Mexican actor for a long time. Um, Penelope Cruz, obviously. and then, Oh, and Gail uh, Garcia. Um, Bernard? Gail yeah, Bernard yeah. Garcia, yeah. He's, he's, he plays like a, one of the main devils in the film. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, did I mention in English they speak... English and so, anyways, first of all, I like that whole dynamic. Like, that's one of my favorite things about that film. The story's pretty good. The plot is pretty good. Uh, there's they're battling over the life of a boxer. Uh, it's a, between heaven and hell. So they're trying to balance him one way towards, like Penelope Cruz set from hell to try to get. Have you seen the film or no? I have it on Alibaba. Uh, no, I don't think so. So Penelope Cruz is trying to. She comes into his life as his like long lost cousin, and. The girl who, who's the agent from heaven comes into his life as his ex-wife. And they're trying to... She's obviously trying to get him to do better. You know, become a better man. Right, And right. Penelope Cruz is trying to get him to fuck up. <laughs> to do more, like, fuck up shit, you know? So they so when he dies, his soul goes to hell. And, and vice versa. So does heaven. Because for whatever reason, there's like a... Uh, obviously, there's a battle between heaven and hell. But it's the... So, this soul lies in the balance. So they're, you know, that kind of thing. So judgments, they're trying to get, you know what I'm saying? They're trying to, and he's a boxer. And anyways, um, like I said, English, they speak in, in hell, Spanish in, uh, on earth. And it is a Spanish film. It's just, but what I was getting to the point is uh, Penelope Cruz is reincarnated as she, you know, they speak about it in the beginning. She's reincarnated. She was a gangster. She was a gangster in, uh, in her punishment. And now she's a woman. So he was, she was actually a man in a woman's body. Gotcha. gotcha. And you can tell from the mannerism, the way she... But you find out in the beginning, like, oh, you know, uh, one of the punishments, irony. You know, hell is all about irony. The afterlife is up, you know. Right. Uh, and if you're if you're a bad, tough guy gangster, they put you in a woman's body to humiliate, you know, whatever. So you can feel weaker, humiliate huh. you, that kind of thing. It's you know, 
And at the end of the movie, um, he, uh, they don't show it, but they have, you know how like in end credit scene where they're like, oh, so-and-so ended up like this, so-and-so ended up like, you know. Oh, okay. Well, uh, they have Penelope Cruz's character ended up, uh, finally got to resort back to her normal body. And it's a picture of Javier Bardem, who's actually, who was a very popular Spanish actor, but that's, he was, he was like the Brad Pitt basically of Spain at the time. Huh. And, uh, so like, oh, so now she looks like her regular self and it's Javier Bardem. And I, that's a movie about 10 years before they even started dating. <laughs> and I always thought that that was a cool connection. Hey, like, not bad. Yeah. 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 Man. So you're like, like, oh shit, that was his wife. Or, and now they're married and all that kind of crap, you know, that so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Good shit. Not too shabby. Don't tempt me. Don't Check it out. Look it up on iTunes. Uh, well worth it. Good, good movie. Clever movie. Uh, uh, clever plot, plot and all that. Hmm. So you got any cool like Hollywood stories that you know about? Hollywood stories? Oh man. Mm. Like I don't really keep up with like tabloids or anything like that. No, nah, I mean, I mean that wasn't really a tabloid story, but it was just a cool little. Oh no, you, that, that was a good one. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's like along the lines of that, like yeah, like behind the scenes movie. Yeah, stuff? behind the scenes kind of cool little nods or whatever. Uh, shit. Uh, damn. Is <laughs> that cool put you on the spot, right? my bad? <laughs> no, that's cool, man. Um, <laughs> Would have wanted to think about it a little bit, just like kind of keep it going. But uh, I can pause it again if you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, came across this like thing you know um you know they always have like these things where like you know like like so-and-so actors that you didn't know were like uh, related or something some or connected shit, you know connected right yeah like i came across this one it said you know actors that you didn't know were dead <laughs> okay like most of them i knew they were dead like, right, right, how, right how do you not know these people are dead but whatever you know a lot of them were like you know 80s you know personalities whatever but uh, it was—I don't remember her name. But like, it was this girl. Like, she, uh, she was in different strokes, you know, like uh, the black girl. Yeah, oh uh, no, she was table? white. Oh, uh, the chubby girl. I don't remember. I'm saying that she very. Oh, okay. But I just say you know, like you know how like you know she was very famous for like that role, blah blah blah. Other shows or movies she kind of started in. But then you know, like she got really heavy into drugs. You know, like she couldn't get any parts, and it's like. Because you know, like the way these things are done, you know, it's not like a like a huge article or anything, right? It's like, so a, like a click paragraph or two, mm-hmm. you know. It's like yeah, basically she couldn't get any other roles. You know, she w- moved to Vegas, started in adult films, got heavy into what? drugs, that she fucking died. Jesus, it's like and that's it was just one of those things, you know. Uh, it's like shit, man. Like, like there's no like hope at the end of this rainbow, you know. <laughs> Give me a puff. I thought it was a puff piece. What the hell? <laughs> right. But you know, I talked about you know uh, Gary Coleman, obviously uh, mm. Jonathan Brandis. Yeah, that you one know? I was. Uh, Jonathan Brandis was one of those like. I mean, I, lo- I used to love sidekicks. You know that I you sidekick know, Ladybugs yeah. with yeah, uh, 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 Ryan Dangerfield. Ryan Dangerfield, yeah. absolutely. And uh, never any great. story. Yeah, I mean, I was just saying he had a he could have been a, he had a career. You know, definitely. Yeah, yeah was, uh, same thing with uh, River Phoenix. Yeah, fucking yeah. River Phoenix. You know. Uh, did they do a movie together or am I tripping? Who, uh, him and, uh, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Brandis? No, no, he died before that, huh? Before I think his so. Career career. I think yeah. so. Uh, but, uh, like, I read the scene, like, another random article where it said that... Bill Bridges is in Sidekicks. <laughs> Jeff Bridges' brother, Bill Bridges? Bill Bridges? Uh, from, uh, fucking Wizard. My dad and Wizard, yeah. 
And their dad is a dude from uh, Airplane. John Bridges, yeah. Or William Bridges. Anyway, uh, one really? of the guys from Airplane, is he's a famous comic. You've seen him. You recognize him if you see him. Oh, one of those. Uh, he's a comedy actor, yeah. But yeah, that's a whole, that's a good family. It's a funny family. I'm sorry, so what are you saying? Uh, so yeah, so the, just the whole drug. They fall into that tale of young, oh, okay, yeah, famous yeah. and into drugs. That kind of thing. Uh, River Phoenix. Um, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, fuck, well, he's still alive. I don't know. If All right, he's still, like, that's his brother, you know. Yeah, yeah. Gets <laughs> related. And they have a sister, Rain Phoenix. I, oh, um, Is she a director or something? I don't know. I don't remember. Like, I know I've seen her like in movies, you know, where I saw like, you know, their like little family tree. Right. And it's like, oh shit, like her? Like, I didn't know, you know. But, uh, like, I read this one article where it said that um, River Phoenix was supposed to do. Indiana Jones? Oh, Young Indiana Jones? Yeah. No, actually, no, that was. Uh... Wasn't it him? He, he was in Last Crusade, actually. He was young Indiana. Yeah, yeah but, in the beginning, right? But there was a show, you know, like young yes, Indiana Jones. you're right. Yes, that was a different actor. That was, uh, I did watch a few of those episodes. I can't remember yeah. his name. I can't believe I can't remember his name. Because yeah. he, he's pretty prominent. Prominent enough. But anyway. Um, uh, Basketball Diaries. Remember Basketball oh, Diaries? Oh, that was supposed to be Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, that was supposed to be River Phoenix? That was supposed to be River Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And I read, you know, that article that I read. It, was, it said that, you know, what Leonardo DiCaprio is today... Should have been River Phoenix. That's he should have been that dude. You That's know? interesting. Because, huh. I mean, like, as far as I can remember, it was just only a couple of movies, you know. But uh, uh, River Phoenix was awesome, man. Like, yeah, was, he was, was good. Um, he definitely had a uh, very just tragic because he had a promising future. I mean, it's almost more tragic when someone is really good. Like, when someone who falls into drugs, and but they're just like whatever actors... It's it's kind of sad to say, but you don't really think about them too much because they weren't really anything. But when someone well, you like, know could have been something, it's even double sad. You know, I don't know how. Is no, that, no, yeah, that I fair. Get that, you know, yeah. but like he was always like that guy. You know, um, REM. Yeah, <clears throat> wrote that song about him, right? Yeah, like yeah. that was always like such an awesome. Song. Like I always loved that song. You know, even prior like to knowing like what that the song backstory was, about. was, right? Uh-huh. But then after I learned it, you know, like fuck. Man, What's the name like, of the song? Ebo the letter. Ebo the letter. Yeah, and that was By basically R. his just the letter, right? That they read. Uh, it was um, Michael Stipe. Like they were very close friends. Uh, lead singer, of lead R. singer. Yeah, Mike's. And um, they would keep in touch. You know, like whatever communicate. You know, whether it's letters, phone calls. You know, getting together. And um, pre pre uh, pre internet, pre uh, social media. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Kids don't know about that. I was just thinking about that, how like. Uh, how easy it was for you to bullshit your way about knowing stuff in the 90s, you know? Like, yeah, if there's you, no way for anybody to, to like call you on your you shit, like, you know? For anybody to call you on your shit, they'd have to uh, go to the library and rent a book, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Who has library cards nowadays? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I would still get one. I just have I just been, love the know? library. But yeah, that's, uh, you could just say, the, the, the closest they could get to you, uh, like, uh, calling you out on it is like, dude, you swear to God? Yeah, he started God. Okay, guys, probably true then. He started God. Okay, cool. That was as close as we got to like Google. Like in uh, Fight Club. Yeah. Like, promise. Yes. Promise. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, I promise. All right. Three times you promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you just love pre-internet nineties? Oh, oh man. man. I mean, like we used it in the nineties. Like I remember. Um, uh, I remember like like that. You got mail was prominent because it was the first. You got mail. <laughs> Bless you. That was the first internet movie kind of thing, right? Oh, you got mail, not you got mail genitalia. <laughs> that one too. <laughs> but you know, like, like that was a, a film that uh, you really didn't have movies about computers, unless well, no, about the internet. 
You had a movie about what computers. What about the net with Sandra That's Bullock? That's what I'm saying. You had a movie about the computers, but not... Board games, uh, Matthew Broderick. About computers, but not the internet. Oh, yeah, I'm that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, movies about computers. I mean, Superman three was about computers for crying out loud. Superman that, three, fucking Richard Pryor. But uh, <laughs> this was the first movie about the internet in in a, in a form of social media, you know. And that's kind of the now we have a, a bunch of them. But you got mail is really that one that kind of like oh, this is something new that's happening. You know, Apple computers, PC computer. It, uh, it's it's something that's part of everyday lives. You know, right. we're getting electronic mail. We're getting connected now in from you know. Uh, different places. P- strangers are getting connected in certain ways, you know. Oh, like in um, I was just watching it. Uh, Cable Guy, the yes. information super yes! highway. How brilliant was that? Right, I had him at time. I was just watching that like a week ago. Mortal Kombat with my friend in Taiwan. That's literally now. We I were was doing like, that. Damn, right? like, what that scene was like. Uh, you or you could play Mortal Kombat. Was it say Taiwan or Vietnam? So something like that. Yeah, yeah w- like, with uh, with your friend in Vietnam. This it's all coming. He was right, man. Yeah. Like, ben Stiller, man, predicted the future on that. He directed that movie, right? I think it was an Asian gang. Wrote and directed. That's my favorite. <laughs> it, it, it was his uh, take on the Menendez brothers. That that whole backstory. Because uh, he dressed like it, like the sweaters and like the hair. Well, it was the like twin it. brothers that killed their parents, and right. they, yeah, yeah, lied about it. That, yeah, that's a, it, and it was around that time when well, that was popular. Man, remember that when when the trials of the century were and everybody's phone? Dude, OJ Simpson, the Menendez. OJ, exactly. The, OJ Simpson uh, and Menendez. Uh, even before that, like the Joe Benet Ramsey, the, the John Benet Ramsey John Benet Co- investigation, uh, like everything, yeah. just like it, trials of the century was a term used back then. You really don't have that now, just with the because of the age of information, you're getting everything like within social media. Right, I'll find right. out about it on Facebook. You know, if there's something crazy going on or a crazy trial, or whatever. Oh, the Rodney King beating. That was a Rodney trial King. that went on for Absolutely. a long time. That was like a thing that where everybody's thinking that was a water cooler talk about work the next day, you know, or at even school until <laughs> one point. Unless you're trying to fend off the riots. Yeah. Cause I mean, that, that was still like in our time, you know, like the right. Well, yeah, that, I was that, in that the, period. Uh, kindergarten. Know? Yeah. I think. Nope. When the riots happened, when 92, yeah, it was like early. So I was 90s. seven years old. Boys in the Hood. I remember because Boys in the Hood came out like not too long after. Well, I remember Dark, the film Dark Blue with Kurt Russell and Scott Speedman. Ving Rhames is also in it. Did you ever see it? Dark, Dark Blue? Blue? Dark Blue, Dark Blue. What, came, what's the plot? It came out like in early 2000, but it's set around the Rodney King trial. And it's about uh, two detectives. Uh, actually, it's like a, a police corruption film. Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell's one of the main guys, but he's also kind of like a. He's a corrupt cop. He's an old school cop. I'll say it that way. But the movie like Center, in colors with the Robert Duvall, kind of like that. But but he, Robert Duvall was a straight cop. Uh, Kurt Russell's a little bit more grimy. Uh, like you know, Training Day grimy. Like yeah, like Training like Day grimy. Like, yeah, absolutely. Oh, gotcha. Absolutely. And there's a rookie with him, a new rookie trying to show him the rope. Actually, yeah, it was probably oh. Training Day before Training Day. Now that I think about it. Oh, not bad. Uh, it's a really good film. But the back plot of it, the backstory is it's centered around early '90s. You know. That kind of thing. It's good, man. Check it out. It's one of my favorites. As cop, sorry, cop movies go, you know. What are your thoughts on uh, the Training Day with uh, Bill Paxson, the series, the, uh, the show? I didn't see it, but I know he was. I know he was one of the leads in it, but I haven't right. seen it. I know they only did a few episodes, right? Yeah, because obviously he passed away. Recipes. But even even so, yeah. this was the first season for it, right? Yeah, it like should they be. Hasn't yeah. even completed the first season, right? I don't know to, like, to what degree, but yeah. I mean, for me, I like Bill Paxton. He was one of my favorite character actors where he was rarely ever the lead, but he was always like a main supporting character. He, he was kind of the lead in uh, Twister. That's what I could think yeah, of. Yeah, he Twister. was. Maybe that's the only one, huh? But, but who, technically him and Helen Hunt, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
or because has there ever been a solo lead film in him? Because for the most part, he's usually just a supporting character, right? Yeah. Or Weird even science. co. Because I guess, guess you're right. Twister was the one well, that closest he got because he shared it. Shared right. The, it was Bill with two, Will Paxton and or uh, Fragility. I don't think Frailty. I'm sorry. Frailty. Frailty. Oh yes, Frailty. Frailty. Was that in that? But regardless, you know what I'm saying. Like he mostly plays uh, supporting. Uh, my buddy Manalo, uh, shout out to him. He he sent me something like, "Oh, I didn't think about it after that." But he got killed. This guy got killed by the predator, by alien, by uh, <laughs> I read that comment. Yeah, 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 by the Terminator. <laughs> uh, he got killed by all the best action stars uh, or all the best I- action icons. You know, right, right, I know right, there's right. another one. What else did he get killed by? He got let go by Arnold and True uh, and True Lies. Uh, you know, they let him go on that one. No, but I'm trying like a, like an iconic sci-fi uh, Terminator, Alien, Predator. Was there another sci-fi character sci-fi. that took him? Uh, I don't know, but those three alone: the Terminator, the Predator, Alien. That's that's a pretty good to to get killed by all those. He was like amazing. the Sean Bean of his time. That's a fair way to put it. Yeah. Sean Bean always. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the face. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Huh? Uh, yeah, man. Rest in peace, Bill Paxton. I always liked him. What's your favorite Bill Paxton movie? Like with him? Mm-hmm. That he's in it. Yeah, doesn't have to star in it, but just yeah. that he's in it. I will say uh, Twister. Oh, really? Mine's yeah, True yeah. Lies. <laughs> uh, Twister. Yeah, yeah. He's great in that movie. You, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I like that movie. You know, and you know, like especially like movies like that. Like, say, uh, like Twister, or, like Armageddon. You know, you're always gonna have like your, you know, your. Uh, Disaster type movie? No, not so much that. You know, there's always gonna be like your your like scientists or you know like your oh. um, your skeptics. Like, no, that's inaccurate. This is inaccurate. You know, like okay. trying to like dumb the guy telling like, everybody what to do. I still room. enjoy this movie. You know, like I'm not like watching it for like the the, the accuracy of merit of it. You know, I just think it's like a really good movie. That's, Fucking yeah, go sorry, go. Um, uh, Tony Gertz, Terry Gertz, J- uh, Jerry, uh, Gertz, uh, Jamie Gertz, Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz, Phil Seymour Hawkins also in it, right? Phil Seymour Hoffman. Early, early, like, who were the jackasses that had their shit together that were, that were his rivals? One of them is famous, right? Oh, in the movie, um, uh, he came out and saw uh, Robin Hood, Men in Pants. Like, yeah, the he British He was very dude. prominent. Like, I haven't really seen him in uh, Princess much. Bride. Uh, Princess Bride, that's right. No, no, he's great. He, 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 even still acting, I think, currently, but... I think so. It's like he had his time in the early '90s, basically. Yeah. Just about Anyways, it. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, what were you saying? You still enjoyed it, even though the inaccuracies of it. I mean, like, I don't know anything about it. Like, I'm not like. So you're not affected by it. Like, you know, like people saying, like, oh, well, like this obviously wouldn't happen in this situation. But blah, that blah, does blah, let you, know. you affect you on certain things that you're, I don't say a master of, but that you know your shit on, right? Because that happens for me all the time with certain movies where it's hard to enjoy it when, like, that's not even accurate. Oh, It okay, takes me out of it. All, that, I mean, I don't like watching military movies for this in this case because a lot of it is just like, man, this is... Uh, or, uh, fighting movies. Fighting movies are very, like, oh, my God, that's not how it goes, you know? It's very... or um, um, There's a lot of shit like that that it will take me out of it if I keep... Anything with anybody playing guitar, for example. That's what I was going to bring that up, too. One of the most annoying things, uh, like, you try to watch, uh, I love the movie, though, but it just, this scene takes me out of the Back to the Future film. Uh, oh, when he does the, the <laughs> when, he, when he plays Johnny B. Good. Right. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> you know, like, uh, I, I can't, oh, chess. People, I think I brought this up to you before, people playing chess on screen. 
it kills me when because they always cut. They never show the whole game for right, exactly. But they, they cut just to show a, somebody like moving about a to piece get checkmate, right, or something. Yeah, exactly. Or this this is one of my pet peeves in the film because the guy's about to get checkmate, or they say something stupid like, "Oh, uh, I got che- I got checkmate in five moves." Yes, but I have it in three. And there's like that you're an idiot because if you're playing the guy who recognizes that he has it in five moves, there's no way he doesn't recognize that you have it in three moves. Exactly. It's you're over. You're over. You're you're letting this guy come off as an idiot or you're trying to make this guy's character come off smarter by demeaning this guy but there's no way you can make that statement if you didn't know you know so like they're almost yeah, contradicting yeah, yeah, yeah. or the fact that when they show they, even if they don't mention that but they go to like ha check me and it comes as a surprise to the other guy like I, he didn't see it coming and he's supposed to be like some kind of like yeah you know. there's no way that you would even put it you first of all you would have had to get him in check at least setting him up or uh, he would have had to see it coming before it comes out of surprise out of nowhere, unless you're playing with someone who's played like maybe five games before in their life. That's literally the the, it, the scenes they always shoot in when they're playing chess is the scenes where it's like uh like if I me and you were playing someone brand new that just learned all the moves of the game, they're still trying to figure it. You know, so I I can't stand that when people play chess on on screen and they try to portray it as one smarter than the other and they just make the the whole thing takes me out <laughs> of the fucking film. God damn it, uh, Armageddon. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Independence Day, I'm sorry. Yeah. Where uh, Jeff Goldblum is playing his dad. Um, uh, shit. Uh, just dude. Um, I know uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Where, where they're in a park and they're just like playing chess and they're having this discussion. And at no point like is it ever shown in the game. But it's just like this one part of the conversation, like the end of the scene. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, by the way, checkmate. And then he just walks away. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want to see the proof. Hold on, 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 Judd Hirsch, yes, that's Judd it, Hirsch. yeah. Uh, I want to say Kirsch, but you're right, Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch, yeah. I was seeing Kirsch. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, man, I hate that. You're right, I hate watching people play guitar if they don't know what they're doing playing exactly, guitar. Exactly, because you could that tell was... they're, where they're just, that's not a chord or and that's not to be anything. more specific, if someone's doing a solo and they're playing guitar, fuck you, <laughs> fuck, fuck you, man. Like, you know, uh, I mean, you were lead guitars. We know what we're doing. We know when I mean, you see that and they're like, that's nowhere even near to that sound. What the fuck? Are you know, they don't even want to. It's one thing when you like cut to someone who obviously somebody else's hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give me right, that. Right. Give me that. But don't give me this actor that you have not even the chords in the wrong places. Not even doing or like anything. people typing on a computer, no matter what the era is. <laughs> Whether it's now or, like, fucking 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, with the exception of, like, say, uh, Meet the Parents. Remember that scene in Meet the Parents where, um... No. After, you know, like, he gets caught because he burnt down the house and all this other shit. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's at the airport. He's, like, the only one there. And then the girls just Oh, yes, like, yes, yes. Like, I think that that was done, like, intentionally, you know, but... Man, I've had more good experiences than... Okay, you know, I travel about at least once or twice a week, right? Uh, on average, you know, sometimes it's sometimes it's once a, twice a month. Sometimes it's twice a week. Just on average, I've had more good experiences with uh, with people behind the counter at the airport. No, no, I meant water, man. I'm fucking oh, yeah. Uh, it's fine. Uh, then bad, but there is one time where like shit happens, right? Maybe once every two months, I'll lose my bag. Now I won't lose it. The airport will lose it, and then right. I have to wait to get it. They'll either. They either send it to my hotel room or they'll send it to my, you know what I'm saying, that kind of thing. Or what's another experience? Uh, they'll overbook a flight and I have to wait. Delayed is every fucking time. I, hmm. It's very rare. 
if I'm taking more than one flight in a trip, very rare that at least one of them is not delayed. So that's that's a given. But there was this one time I had a trip where the flight I had was. I'm gonna go grab the water. I'll pause it. So there's this, there's this one time where, okay, so I get to LAX early. I usually get to, you know, at least two to three hours early just because I like, you know, don't want to be rushing or run into my right. gate or and then you never know how security is going to be. When it was, I get there about two hours ahead of, I mean, I'm, I'm through, I'm still about an hour and a half that I have after I already passed security. Now I'm just waiting on the plane. Take my time to watch the movie. Cool. I'm here. The flight ends up getting delayed about four hours. So I get so I get there around six. It's now about nine o'clock when my next flight is. Well, they end up that flight ends up getting canceled together. So then they have to book me on a different flight, the last flight out. They do it. They end up booking me on the last flight out, but that flight ends up getting delayed too. So by the time I land in uh, just Oakland, I'm tra- literally I could I could have driven from if I left my house at five when I when I left to get to the airport, uh-huh. I could have been there by then by driving. Oh, so just to get to Oakland. so I end up getting there around. What three in the morning? But because the last flight was delayed, Oakland Airport closes basically from the last flight out. So I want, by the time I arrive to the airport, everything's shut down. So the no buses are. You usually have a bus that takes you to the rental car place. Oh, so okay. nothing's running. I'm like, what the fuck, man? So I ended up walking to the rental car place, and then um, uh, it's about two, three, two, two or three miles. Whatever, I hump it. It's middle of the night. I got nothing else to do, right? I get there, they're closed, completely closed because they close after the last flight. They're not open. Oh, yeah. At the bigger ports, they're open 24-7, you know, but the smaller ones are not. I get there, and I just want to blow my fucking brains out. I'm like, <laughs> fuck. So the the lobby area is still open. They're like, they're like the mall, automatic doors. So you're so I end up sleeping on the chair, like very uncomfortable chairs. So I end up sleeping on the chairs. Whatever, man. This ain't, you know, why am I complaining? You know, I've been through worse, whatever. <laughs> they the first flights in are about five five thirty. So by the time I get up there, it's about six o'clock, right? So I, I go to the rental car place to find. I mean, it's been a rough night. Hardly got any sleep. Just you know, very uncomfortable. Flights late. Very very aggravated, right? I get to the to the counter like, um, you know, I had, the company makes reservations for me. I get here to pick up my vehicle so I can go to you know to the job site. And then she's like, oh, that that's that that car was set for yesterday's date, so it's canceled now. And I start like kind of shaking. <laughs> I start like, like it took everything in me not to say like what the you just break out because it's at yeah, this moment yeah, yeah. like I'm you know like I'm here I, I'm you know fucking uh, steam out your ears yes exactly you know when Josh Brolton and Pulp Fiction is like I'm a, I'm a race car and I'm in red man sorry and Julie's like I'm a motherfucking mushroom top lane volcano motherfucker motherfucker and like I'm the gun in that yeah, room yeah and so like at this point and I started. <laughs> And I'm like, and I'm thinking, it's not your fault. You're just doing your job. Like, I'm thinking in my head that I'm like, you fucking bitch. You know what I went through. Like, I kind of think, like, <laughs> how, you know, sleep, you know, stress, stress. So I ended up calling the company. They have to redo the thing. Eventually, I get to it. But there was, like, a point. There was a point where I just, like, like, everything's building up after building up. They're building up of just aggravation, right? Right, right, right. And just, I just remember how, uh, where did that come from? Oh, from the. Meet the fuckers. Meet the parents for the lady at the airport. The annoying. Oh lady. yeah, <laughs> fucking typing. And shit. Sometimes, man. Sometimes they're when it's your like like Ben Ben's uh, Ben Stiller's character in there where everything's just stress level. You just want. Oh to yeah, because he loses it. Yeah, he loses plane. it. Like yeah, I, yeah. I know what that guy's going through. <laughs> I know what he's feeling, man. I know what he's feeling, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
What else bugs you on uh, movies when you're watching? That that they just uh, that you know it's so uh, that's not how it'd be. Huh. I mean, off the off the top of my head, it just things like that, you know, just like a little. It's pretty. I guess if you want to pay attention to it, it's a pretty inaccurate, yeah, uh, uh, portrayal of whatever it is. Like it's just like you know, just I typing like I got another one. Oh, good. No, I was gonna say um, just like when, like it's like a scene where somebody's typing. And at the same, like in the same shot, it's like somebody typing. You see the hands, you see the keyboard, and you see the screen. And in the screen, like the screen's moving, and then stuff's like going on, like on the screen. You know, like stuff's getting dragged over here, getting typed over here. But like all you're doing is just like typing. All you see is the hands, yeah, the keyboard, and like stuff's going on on the screen. Yeah. But obviously, you know, like if if all this is ha- like whatever's happening on the screen where things are moving and getting clicked in this way or whatever <laughs> you know like somebody has to be you know like you know dragging the mouse and clicking over to like where you type and that's where you type and yeah. then you get and as if you're back. not making mistakes typing that exactly yeah, you know yeah. it, it's stuff like that you know that's um, like the thing for me the other one I remember is uh, bad stand up comedy I can't stand I can't stand when you're watching a scene where they're at a comedy place and the comic is making a joke that's not funny, but the crowd is laughing, <laughs> you know, because they're 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 in a scene where like, oh, this is he says this joke, you're supposed to be whatever the the setup is, like that's not funny. Why is everyone? Like laughing? it's almost like watching a sitcom, or it's just yes. kind of like canned laughter. Yeah, like, you're la- just kind of chiming in whenever. Well, just like, do you ever see the movie Punchline with uh, Sally Field and Tom Hanks? And I think John Goodman's in it too. Punchline, punchline. Uh, I don't think so, man. Uh, it's like an '80s film where Sally Field kind of quits being a mom and because she wants to do stand up. And she goes to start hmm. doing a thing. Yeah, I think it might be on Hulu, but Tom Hanks is like the uh, the headliner. He's like the guy who everybody says is funny. He's oh, he's hilarious. He's he's real funny. But uh, but they're telling you he's funny. They're not showing you he's funny because all the jokes suck. Like they hit like this isn't who the fuck would make anyone. This is this is canned laughter. This is these are repetitive jokes. Everybody knows these jokes. These aren't funny. And they cut to a scene of Sally and feel like, oh my god, he's the best. <laughs> Okay, bitch. No, it's not. Like, what? Like, it's everybody hyping. Like, yeah, way. hyping. Yeah, for, but right. the, but I think you can't convince me something's not funny when I'm not even la- when I'm not laughing. You know what I'm saying? And I think what what goes on there is whoever the writers are. Um, a lot of the writers are stand comics, and they come and write jokes. They come and write scripts for for these scenes right. at least specifically. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't think they want to give their a material away. You know, <laughs> so like so they'll, they'll give, give them shit that like... never worked. They'll give them shit that their B material or the shit that they cut out. Because I think I'd do the same thing. Like, I have a lot of jokes that didn't hit. <laughs> and if someone asked me to write a stand-up comedy scene for somebody else, I'm keeping the best jokes for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving them the shitty shit. The shit that didn't work when I when I tried it on stage, you know? Uh, but, you know, I think that's what's going on. And I think, so that one I kind of give a pass, but I, I can't stand. I can't stand when I see someone uh, on TV that's supposed to be funny and you're telling me it's funny just because you want to tell me. But I can't. You, the jokes suck. You know what I mean? Uh, that, that bugged me as well. Well, I mean, that's kind of like the thing, you know, um, where at least nowadays we're like, uh, you know, like the media is so prevalent, whether it's on TV, you know, social, uh, on your phone, like whatever the case is, you know, like it's, uh, it almost like sets things up or, you know, what's good, you know, what's not, you know, whether it's like, you know, actors, actresses, celebrities, you know, movies, music, like, you know, like if you see somebody, you know, like on uh like uh, like it doesn't matter you know like in like you know whatever uh uh forum or platform you know yeah. is, you know 
you see like there's like an actress or actor that's kind of like coming up all the time you don't know what for like it's just kind of like because it's a very add you know mentality nowadays what's next know? Better, it's, just, you know, it's, it's constantly like, feeding you all this stuff you know from all these different you know uh, perspectives and um it like you're just like supposed to like see this face or see or hear the song or see this movie you know you just know it's popular you just don't even know what's you know why it is what it is you know it's just you know you know it's just like uh just kind of just like flashing lights you know just kind of like hopefully like stroping you into a no stroke substance. of something flash, you don't no know substance. exactly you think that's what um I mean, I think that's a little unfair. I think that's a little bit, uh, you know, I always try to catch myself because I constantly, like, I had a, a joke today about, like, uh, like every young person, I tweeted about it, but, like, every young person I meet now it looks like they're from the future. I don't, <laughs> I just don't, I, I can't relate to these goofy-ass fucking, the way, the fashion is just so goofy nowadays. Uh, they just don't look the way I, I thought they were, I don't know, it just seems so weird. But anyways, like, I, I, I try to catch myself from being an old man, being that old man back in my day. And I feel that, um, like, social media in general, it takes a lot of shit because there's a lot of shit on there because so many people are using it. Right. So many people are using it to take pictures of their food. So many people are using it to take pictures of somebody getting hit in the ball. So many people... Are, World Star <laughs> is a perfect example of this. But that doesn't mean World that... Star that's just funny, man. That's they're what I'm talking about. There doesn't mean that there's someone's like, oh, shit, this is hilarious. <laughs> 99% of the people on there or who watch or follow are... You're right. All flash, no substance for whatever the social media outlook is. But there's definitely good... Th- I mean, shit, you could tweet about... Whatever the, I mean, you could tweet a, a story to an article. Reddit is a perfect example. How much good shit is on Tumblr or Reddit? How much porn is on there too? But you know, that's what I'm saying. You got to take the good with the bad. I don't want to look at everything and go like. Because, okay, I was actually having this argument with Jackie the other day. Where, uh, okay, for whatever reason, CNN is always on on my fucking house, and I hate watching CNN. I hate watching. I hate watching news in general, just because. Um. It's the, very it, biased. It's biased. Or... Uh, either you're extremely left, either you're extremely right, but you hear. So it's either puff pieces or it's hate pieces on some shit. And it's just like, why are you watching this bullshit? I keep constantly, like, why are you. The same thing with, a, like, I'm sick and tired of hearing about Donald fucking Trump. Who cares? Who fucking cares? No effect. I keep constantly saying there's no effect on our lives unless you let it affect you. But everybody, oh, they see this. I want to stay current. Like, you're. Uh, I want to stay informed. You're saying misinformed. Who. And then like, oh, well, what, what do you watch your news? I'm like from YouTube, and then she's or Facebook. She starts like, oh, see, and you and you're you're giving me shit. You're watching your shit from social media. Like that's it's it's unfair to say it's inc- incredible because there's a lot of great media outlets. There's a lot of great articles that you're gonna get from social media. People are constantly making stuff. There's constantly good, and it's easier for me to if I see an article on whatever puff piece it is. Like, oh, that's interesting. You know that it's way easier to see the counter to that. Anybody in the comment section can put, oh, but check this out because, and that's a counter to everything. You're getting, it's easier to get both sides as opposed to staying on one channel and getting only one side. Right. That's going to skew your view. There's a great quote that says, if you want truth, leave your opinions out of it. And that's the only way to find real truth, to leave opinions out of it. In social media, you're only opinions. <laughs> so you're not going to find, True. but you're going to get True. multiple, but you're going to get multiple ones. You're going to get these and that it's easier to find if i if i get most of my news from philip franco uh who's a news guy that i really like and I, the reason i really like him is because he's every single article he covers he's looking for the counter to it okay. so, so he'll give you his opinion but he'll also give you the or i'm sorry he'll give you the news article but he's also saying but this could be biased because i found this here he'll give you both sides 
there's lots of YouTubers who are really, really good at, um, are trying not to come off as biased because they know that the regular media is very biased in one way or the other. So it's unfair. I think it's unfair for her. I think it's very old fashioned of her to think that like, oh, you got that shit from Facebook or you got that shit from YouTube and it's uncredible all of a sudden. I think now that social media or the internet media is way more credible than the popular media, than the mainstream media, because mainstream media is super biased. Do you, or do you think it's still more professional from the networks to get your news from the networks than you would be from the internet? Uh, no, well, because it's obviously biased, you know. Like right. they show you what they want you to see. So, and then from there, like you know, the masses are getting like you know. Well, but I mean, do you do you give more credibility to an internet to a YouTuber getting your news from a YouTuber than you would to uh to a network? To like an anchor, anchor person, anchor man, or anchor so, I mean, woman. it's just the news. Watching it something on TV, then you well, watch absolutely the internet. On, definitely the internet. That's what I was trying to say. I think it's old fashioned to think that <clears throat> just because I'm getting it from someone who doesn't have a degree in journalism, that's being a little unfair. I mean, we live in an age now where there's a lot of smart people that can give their voice, and you know, what I'm saying like, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I I think it's anything. It's changed where you can't even trust the mainstream media anymore. Where it's obviously biased, and not to say that they don't have great stories, but it's we know it's bi- we know what channels are biased towards what what uh, their agenda is, you know. On the internet, it's a little bit more you're getting more personable, and um, yeah, there's bad guy, there's bad shit too, but uh, bad content. But if you find some good ones, you can. Like I said, I just think it's just unfair to say it's it has it's credible now. It, in right. the current society, it's credible. It's not necessarily all well, rational substance, you know. Yeah. Um, like, I remember coming across this thing where it said, uh, that, um, <clears throat> like, at any major, um, news station or whatever, you know, there's always, like, a, an agent, quote-unquote, you know, making sure that you don't spill too much of what, you know, things you're not, like, the, the general public isn't supposed to know, basically. It's just, like, a conspiracy theory, ultimately, you oh, know? okay. Where, you know, it's, it's just supposed to um, kind of skew people, like, oh, like generally speaking, uh, skew, like, a certain, like, you know, way of thinking, you know. Yeah. You know, like, whatever it is, like, the way, like, the things that they show on the news, like, the things that they show, the way that they show them, um, is it's just supposed to make you, you know, just kind of, like, you just accept it. You're not supposed to think about it or you're not supposed to question it. Just kind of like take it in. It's like, oh, well. how how old is that theory? Because that seems a little bit like that could have been it about ten, fifteen years ago. Uh, probably longer, definitely longer. No, what I'm saying so that that's probably how it was back in the day, right? Like even nowadays, like. Well, I, I mean, think... I don't, I don't think it's possible. I mean, that's why the whole point of the internet it's changing everything. You know? Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, the comparison to like the way it's portrayed, like on TV, for example. Yeah, like we're, we're, that's, that's yeah. what I mean. You know, yeah, like when I gave that example. But uh, now the internet gives, you know, like anybody a voice, a with voice like yeah. a, uh, anybody with an internet connection or a Wi-Fi connection and you got a phone, a smartphone, anything you can fucking type and put it on some site, you could voice whatever opinion that you have, you know? Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's it's harder to get um, the agenda. Like, I don't think it's possible. You can't silence the, all the once you give the masses a voice. It's uh you can't skew that opinion now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, 
let's say that it's true. Uh, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm not saying it is, but you know, it's probably a very conspiracy when having someone, a hmm. government agent, you can kill you know, a person, but you can't kill an idea. That's uh, true. yeah, absolutely. It's a lot harder to, you know, Batman, right? <laughs> it's a Batman begins. So people, Batman's a symbol. It's harder to kill. I was watching idea. this, uh, <laughs> this, uh, documentary about, uh, anonymous. Yeah. Very awesome. That's exactly what it talks about, you know, like its origins and how, well, it's like, I don't want to skew it away too much, but what's it called? Uh, we are Legion. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, um, you definitely, I mean, I think anonymous is really good in, in a first world country and like ourselves. They talk about that actually, Mm -hmm. you know, like, well, it just depends, you know, like, how it started it off, you know, like where it's like giving the the voiceless a voice, mm-hmm. so to speak, you know. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff they did, and you can't pinpoint it. They can't pinpoint them either. You can't like find. Well, let's go after this guy, you know. I'm, well, you could because that's that's well, Mexico did it. Mexico, I mean, the cartels did it. I don't know, if <laughs> you know, so like that's why I was trying to get you away from that. Like that's why it's a very first world. It's a it's a good thing to have in the first world nation where. Things are a little bit more civilized because they really, they're almost superheroes. They're going after the bad guys in a very cool way. They have that aspect. Like you saw, you you know what I'm talking about, right? They try to do that, going after cartels. Did you hear, did I tell you about that? I think I mentioned Uh, on the podcast before. Anonymous Anonymous tried to um, like uh, fuck with cartels, like exposing them and doing some stuff so they can try to. Oh, dude, they do that with like, you know, like governments across the world, absolutely. Uh, First world countries. So they tried to do this with the cartels. The cartels went and got random hackers, random computer dudes, right? Started killing one a week. They said, if you don't cut this shit out, we're going to just kill random people once a week. Instantly stopped. <laughs> Anonymous instantly backed off the cartels. Because they're just like, what, what do we do? <laughs> they started just getting... You're not going to have that in the first world problems. But, right. man, don't fuck with... I mean, there's probably two places I would have tried that. And that's it. Like African warlords, like the African, those, oh, and, and, and then, you know, it's southern <laughs> cartels, south of it, because they're doing just savages, basically, savage shit. Oh, right? pretty much. Yeah, but that, 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 they, yeah, they backed off right away. I don't backed off right away. That's one way to do it. That's one way to do it. Yeah. Oh, man. I they weren't even getting people something. from a part of Anonymous. They weren't even, get, they're just getting random hack. Anybody who's good with computers, let's get them, let's kill them. <laughs> right. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's then, like, uh, like, uh, people who gamble, you they don't tell you how how many times they've lost. They only talk about the times that they've won. Yeah, wait, you know. Wait. Like, wait, it was always like a story that was like super prevalent to me. Um, when I used to work for Long Beach uh, Unified, yeah, <clears throat> it was just like a random conversation one one day we were doing like uh, lunch, uh, <laughs> lunch duty. And what, lunch or what? Uh, we were doing lunch duty. It was like me, my boss, and a couple of the other uh, aides that we did. Uh, one of them was like talking about how, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Vegas this weekend, you know, doing this and that. And it eventually led into a conversation about gambling, you know. And, like, blah, 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 boo, boo, boo. Uh, my boss says, you know, like, People always tell you about how much money that they won, but they mm-hmm. never tell you about how much money that they lose. No, I get that, but what did, what, yeah. what do you mean in relation to the anonymous cartel thing? Yo, like they tell you about like all the times that they're successful and that they've made a difference. Oh, you mean blah, for blah. anonymous? 
yeah, in general, yeah. Or, yeah, generally speaking, you know. Yeah. They always tell you about like all yeah. like you know like the effect that they have, but they don't tell you like where they fuck up or somebody got the checkmate them. on them. Yeah, I don't, okay, I didn't want to. Uh, I don't want to skew away from like. No, I think anonymous is great, and I think what they're doing absolutely. Is great. That's why well, I prefaced it with the, in first na- first world nations. That's why I prefaced right. that. Yeah. You know, and um, like um, that documentary that I told you about. You know, like it. We are legion, right? I'm gonna we check are that legion. out. Yeah. It was pretty awesome, man. Um, and um, it talks about you know like just like uh, the way that it evolved like from something and well like yeah you know at first we were just trying to fuck with people but then like oh all of a sudden we had a purpose became, you know we can like do good you know like uh, Robin Hood of sorts yeah you know? yeah absolutely but then it talked about how like there were some people you know where they had that power to you know just fuck with people just to fuck with them. Mm-hmm. Just like it, they didn't have an agenda. It wasn't about a good or bad. It was just like you know, just somebody with like the ability to you know, uh, fuck with people with the access of a computer. You know, and um, there were some people who were like you know, like yeah, we could do that, but you know, I, I think it's cool that we can you know, you know, do more with that with that power that ability that we have. You know, we can um, you know. Do some good, you know, like, you know, hopefully, like, open some minds, you know, yeah. to think that, you know, things... Reasonable. The way they are. There's someone reasonable trying to exactly, that right, yeah. you know? And then there's others, like, no, it's, like, it doesn't matter. If you can fuck with people, just fuck with them. Yeah. Just for the sake of fucking with people. Because you have the power to of, do it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And no one can stop you. So and then there was, like, the shift, you know, with, like, good, bad, like, whatever the case was. But uh, just the way that it, like, kind of, like, laid it out, it... I don't know, it, it kind of gets you thinking, you know, um, like, why you do what you do. Like, you have the ability to do the things that you have the ability to do. Um, I don't know. It's, well, I think we, uh, we, it's our nature to get away with as much as we are allowed to get away with. And give them an inch, walk them take them out. Kind of I mean, and it's not just at your job, not just in how you live your life, but look at relationships. I mean, it's like that as well. Uh, what is it? Was it Fight that says, like, um, uh, people usually only work hard enough not to get fired, and companies only pay people enough where they won't quit? You know, and it's that get. Was that Office Space or was that? Oh, Office work? Space. Office yeah, space. yeah, yeah. Uh, some kind of Office. Yeah, but that's a. My that's a, fucking judge. I mean, that's kind of like that kind of thing where. You look at that relation, and it's yeah, that's absolutely right. You people are taking advantage as much as you, people will let be taken advantage of, and people will take advantage as much as they are allowed to take advantage of. You know, right? And like and throughout, I mean, that's just I believe human human nature. Even in like a someone who who's a very giving person, you know, someone who very uh, charitable or whatever. Even that person, into a sense, is. Kind of an emotional masochist, or you know what I mean. <laughs> you're uh, you want you almost want people to walk all over you. You almost want people like, and it's ba- and how do you balance that between like what part of me is a good person and what part of me are trying to be a good person, you know, uh, and what part of me is just a uh, I feel like being an asshole. I feel like being a cunt, right? You know, right. I, I don't know. It's, it's weird balancing that, but I think self awareness is important. I think that's the first you know the first step into number one. If you think you're a good person, fuck you. Fuck you already. <laughs> you know? Because you have... Yeah. That's yeah, not the... Because you're missing the point already. You're, you, uh, like, the best... Do you think you're a good person? The best answer is like, I don't know. I hope I am. I don't know. 
Yeah, that's probably the best the best way you can answer something like that. Or you can hope to at least. Someone that answers like, "Yeah, I'm a good person. I give this and that. Yeah, I think so." And like now you're now you're filled with. No, that sounds self righteous. So definitely, you're marked off my list. I would not. I don't think you're a good person. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. Right. Uh, Or if you, I mean, and then there's the opposite where like, no, I'm a bad person. I'm straight up bad. Like I do this and like, oh yeah, you're you're a dick. You know that kind of thing. But the, the guise of being a good person is, to me, almost as bad as just someone who admits that they're a bad person. You know what I mean? That lady, that fucking, you know, the suburban wife, the suburban dad who, oh, yes, I give to uh, very almost pretentious, almost self-righteous. Uh, oh, yes, of course, I give to charity all the time. And then it comes with, like, a, a some just a stick up her ass, like, man, fuck you. You know what I mean? I, I just don't, I don't like that because it seems like a facade. And it, something that someone that's inauthentic is probably one of the worst representations of uh, the. It, it's that church group. It's that fucking those people that go to church every day and they think like, oh yeah, so it's a, like snobby. Is that the best way to put it? I don't know. Oh, that's a very like uh, uh, undermined way of putting it. Yeah. I think um, I think if people could like see themselves as like, um, how would I put it like. I think if you can um, accept your human nature where, like, not that you necessarily can, but just uh, people, like, in gen- generally speaking, we're capable of very fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. Very vile, you know, whatever, deep web type shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, if you can kind of give yourself, if you can uh, put your um, ego aside and uh, give yourself that margin of error and say that, yeah, you know, I could be that shitty but i'm regardless of what the outcome is i'm gonna skew away to something better not like something beyond myself are you watching the good place good place no uh it's with dan um uh kristen bell and uh ted danson ted danson no i haven't seen it i i saw the trailers about it but i haven't okay in that case i won't i won't continue but uh, that's kind of like the point where I was going, check it out. Just check it out. The the last episode is amazing, 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 amazing. Um, but it, it's all worth like all the setup episodes are worth it because you're like, what the hell? Uh, but anyways, but it, uh, th- just the, the, that kind of person. It's not necessarily maybe in, the way you're putting it is, uh, sounds a little extreme, you know? Because yeah, we are capable of some dark web shit. But um, I, I think it's more just the person who's just because you go to church, just because you give to charity, just because you don't cuss, doesn't mean that you're not the same piece of shit as someone on death row. You know what I mean? Right. right. I, I think it's very, um, like to me, you being so self-righteous cunt or you being a self-righteous asshole is just as bad as someone who rapes kids. I don't know. Just as bad. That's probably a little extreme, <laughs> but it's just I mean, as bad as someone who, who st- it's almost like, okay. So the guy who steals from a liquor store, it's all about intention, right? The guy who steals from a liquor store cause he's fucking hungry. I'm not looking at him in the same light as this person who is full of hypocrisy. You know what I mean? I'm looking at the person who lives in a nice house, who's who's who makes a uh, quote-unquote honest wage, but is very self-righteous and very hypocritical in a worse light than the person who who's hungry and wants to kind of uh, steal whatever you can, you know, whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, so just because what you consider, what you think you're doing is good, and the other person, and you're saying that the other person is doing bad... And to me, that the laws don't project morality. You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff that is legal, but it's fucked up. And, that's a, and just because you live your life a lot in a lawful way, 
or in a quote unquote morally right way doesn't mean you're not a bad person inside. Well, then you have to ask, like, what's moral, like, in one culture from another? Oh, yeah, like, um, uh, like in reference to, like, say, Papua New Guinea, the uh, war that fuck kids, like, because they think it's <laughs> in for Let's put that example, because to them, they're not doing bad, right? Yeah, because um, in their society, that's mm-hmm. that's their normality, just like in ancient Greece, like mm-hmm. it was literally it was a normality. Back then. It's not like it's right for its time. No, but you know? but within the culture, it's all within the or with whatever perspective. Because um, you mentioned perspective, mm-hmm. it's um, it's like if um, remember seven, mm-hmm. seven um. David Where, Spacey, Brad Pitt, yeah. Morgan Freeman. their car, that car scene specifically. Yeah, he's right? like, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's ex- like, you know, these are all sins, whatever. He has this whole, like, thing. And if you haven't seen it, you're missing out on life because it's a great thing. And uh, he's saying, you know, like, you know, these are all accepted because they're common. Mm-hmm. Like, if you see it enough, you know, repetition, just same way that, you know, um, uh, like, you know, just media and everything is just bombarded on us you know without mm-hmm. us having to like even like do anything other than just like a few taps on our phone mm-hmm. you can go on facebook you can go on instagram whatever you see some posts and then there's like a advertisement for something yeah you know? mm-hmm. like it like it, it, it's a repetition factor you know like if it's there enough like you don't question it. You don't have to. Leave. Yeah, exactly. It. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, for, going back to because you literally from the seven scene, that specific that scene in the car. There's two right. things I love about that's going on there. Number one, uh, Brad Pitt's char- Brad Pitt's character comes off very ignorant because he just misses him as some crazy guy who right. doesn't know what he's doing. Right. And and to hit, he's someone who's not looking past the meaning of it. He just sees you're a fucking psycho because you're a you're a you're a serial killer and you're, you're a psycho so he dismisses everything I think he even mentioned something about like when you're in your cell uh, uh, rubbing shit all over your yes, face yes. you think about the shit you didn't know. but he says something he mentions them as um, you kill innocent people and what the, that means you're crazy and then Kevin Spacey gets it, upset emotionally innocent he's like, innocent how dare are you fucking are you joking you know he's very like um, self uh, but it, it's almost contradicting though because to him, that's his point of view. There is right and wrong, very absolute, black and white. And these people are, they're not breaking any laws, but they're absolutely, uh, to his eyes, morally wrong. And he's acting by his morals. Even though in the current society, um, like I said, those actions are not illegal. And nobody else is thinking twice about it. Right. But he's, he's actually playing the role of um, a religious Elliot. You know? So that... Like someone who's maybe a little ignorant to the fact that those those the rules don't those don't apply here in this time and age, you know. But like, um, think about it in terms of uh, like, where would you base like something like that on? You know, like where what's right and what's wrong? Morality. Okay, this is I, I had a, generally uh, speaking, I had this. Uh, I don't say debate. I say conversation. Online, <laughs> with uh, this is during sounds the time, bad, guys. This it is during the time bad. when uh, gay uh, gay marriage got legalized, and which uh, state? Um, it was over a post that Sir Ian McKellen with his husband mm. they were celebrating, right? So I think it was California. No, I think it was Obama that did it for. Yeah, he was selling prejudice. 
president. No, but I think he did it for federal. He legalized it federally, uh, you know, for the country. And the guy was talking about how, oh, no, you know, it's a slippery slope. What now? You know, like quoting Bible quotes. Don't come to me quoting Bible quotes. I, I know my Bible shit. And I started arguing with him, like, um, quoting shit from the Bible that's no longer relevant now, which is obvious, right? Hey, guess what? We're not going to go to hell for eating pork. Or guess what? We're not going to go to hell because we wear two different types of cloth. Or like <laughs> it's literally mentioned four times as much in the Bible as uh, that it's bad to eat. Cro- it's it's essentially four times as bad to eat shrimp or lobster as it is to being gay, lying with another man. Because it's mentioned four times as much as it's lying with another man is wrong. Anyways, he's That's saying... That's a little He's saying that... You got to pick one, man. You got you either you're either all in or you're all out. And that's when I started quoting like, if you're all in, then you agree with this and this, and that's a horrible way to look at something. Like you can't be all in and you can't be all out. Anyways, the point I made is morality and right and wrong should be subjective and fluid because it evolves with the times. Um, where you get your absolutes is the declaration of innocence. When you know war is the. Uh, First casualty of war is always innocence. So what's in What's more innocent than child? Okay, so children are no go, right? Murder, obviously, you know that kind of shit. Where you have your absolutes, where every society considers wrong. This is why the, I don't forgive those Papua New Guinea guys. They should know better than to you know fucking with something that's innocent, right? That, right. Um, it's not. It's prepubescent. It's not even. So you know, not, you can't even give them the pass of well. I cognitively they. they don't have that ability to discern like what yeah, I think they do because it's in that same tribe. There's people that argue against it, so it's not like it's not a debate with it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh no, no, yeah. I, I mean like uh, more so like where like the dude that's doing whatever he's doing, where like it's like him like uh, uh, filling up his gas tank or you know not necessarily because that guy. Let's say it was done to that kid himself. Um, did he feel all right when Dave was getting done to him? Or like, man, I don't like this. I don't know. No, that's what I'm talking about. Like, like I, that's what I'm talking about. Like, if it feels fucked up to you as a kid, and then you evolve to like, well, it was done to me, so I'm gonna do it to myself now. There's no question. Well, no, I'm it, telling you on the article. There's a de- uh, that I read that is already there's a debate between them. Like, it's some people think it's just off that practices within that one tribe. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. not like there's not conflict within it. And then some people are like, oh, it's tradition, and they believe this, so the warrior class does it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like hey, there's already it's not like Christianity or something. I don't know why. Don't know. Because like so many things have been done like throughout the thousands of years uh-huh. where people just kind of look the other way. Uh, I mean, I think that's every religion, but within, even within Christianity, there's people arguing. So it's not like just pe- now you're pr- painting broad strokes. That's what I'm talking about. The Papua New Guinea guys, we, we paint broad strokes. I was like, well, that's their culture. They've always done. So they don't know right from wrong. Like there, there's literally a divide within their own thing. So they do know. So at least not everybody believes, you know what I'm saying? Like there's already a divide. So it's not like you can give them the excuse that everybody believes this or everybody feels this way. So, and so we're just going to forgive him. I don't think so. You know, that's as extreme as you can get fucking kids. Do you think it's going to make them stronger warriors? I don't know. I mean, there's probably some cult somewhere like thinking the same shit. And? No, and they're, they're wrong they're... too. <laughs> And they're wrong too. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Ugh. <laughs> that's all you gotta say. I think man. that's a good argument. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's 
fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what I'm talking about. Mor- morality, right and wrong, it absolutely needs to change and evolve. Being fluid and change with the times. The ones that are innocent should never be touched, though. And like I said, that that's the whole thing. Which wrong against children. There's nothing more sacred than that. But um, when you get to where you're debating where laws need to be, like, well, it was like this before, and they we just don't know any better. That that can't be an excuse anymore, especially not in this age that we live in currently, where it's an information age. Where it's an age where everybody's getting so many things uh, brought up to them, where arguments can be made for it. Like now, people are forced to open. Either you're gonna, either your mind's gonna stay like a steel trap closed, or you're being. It's not like you have an excuse of ignorance anymore. That's what I meant. Right. There's no longer an excuse of ignorance. <clears throat> we live in the age of information, where you're getting all these different opinions, all these different views, and you can make a, a decision based on that kind of thing. You can literally pick out what suits you best and what suits you worse and leave out this and leave out that. People don't want to do that because they think, like, I use the Bible as an example just because that was relevant to the argument I was getting with this kid or or the, the man, I don't know how old he was online, but or he <laughs> thinks, like, no, you got to go all in or all out. Same thing with the Quran, right? Same thing with Muslims. You're either all in or all out. Well, now, now it falls into interpretation. Okay, so which one? How do you interpret this and this that? And then he feels like, uh, no, dude, there's literally shit in the Bible that's fucking wrong. That's literally no longer applies now, and we shouldn't uh, remember the Sabbath. You know, uh, shamas. I don't fucking bull on shamas. So big Lebowski. <laughs> they, these guys can't do. They can't even turn in a light switch, or it's a sin. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a, that doesn't uh, that doesn't apply to modern day society anymore. And we need to we need to realize that just because. It was a uh, uh, break tradition, basically. Just because it doesn't, just because back then it was a something and you ever do it, it doesn't mean it's not bullshit. And we're afraid to say something's bullshit because it's something's holy and it might sound sacrilegious. What? Don't be afraid. It's just it's just religion. It's not a big thing. You get, it's just it might be bullshit. You know. Like remember in um, uh, Dogma. Yeah. When uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck they were on the train. Yes, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, right? like he was like, oh, you know. Oh, they're having this argument about like what's they're on the in. bus. Uh-huh. It was the bus. Yeah, they were on the bus when they did, when they it were having this talk. That's right. Yeah, because after he blew the guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Scott Moser. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> yeah. None of this any of your fucking business. <laughs> but no. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Or they're having the discussion, you know, about like you know, like how like sins nowadays don't pertain to sins like way back when, you know. I knew. I heard. I remember when eating meat on a Friday it was, was a hell-worthy uh, hell hell trespass. trespass. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's like, oh, uh, that couple there. That couple there. Adultery. Adultery. <laughs> it's like, uh, and uh, Ben Apple's looking at him like, uh, didn't you think that that was probably his wife? And he's no like, married man. No married kiss his wife like that. Just like <laughs> yeah. that disgust, you know. <laughs> I and, disagree uh, with that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, a, I'm not. I've never been married, so I don't yeah. know. You know. No, I knew where he's going with it. Though, know, he's there, yeah. He makes a good point though, because he's, he's for the most part he's right on a lot of stuff. So um, he's just like, hey, excuse me, what is uh? Oh, what does he ask him? He's, he's like, like, are you guys married? And he's like, what do you think? And he points to his... Uh, he has a middle finger, but then finger? he points to his ring finger. And he's like... And then he goes back to like, making out with them. Yeah. It's like... To her? No, like, he... No, like, he goes to argue with Ben Affleck, like, yeah. Then he's like, back, like... What? <laughs> to her? What? Are you married mm-hmm. to her? Not that it's every your fucking business, but no. <laughs> Why? 
And he just kind of like like recoils like. Hold on, I, there's a joke. Or they do a setup like because uh, Ben Affleck is disregarding Matt Damon's like ability to spot a sinner, and he says so, this coming a, this uh, coming from a guy who thought Crush Groove was gonna uh, make more money than E. T. Hey, fuck you, man! Because time will tell on that one. <laughs> anyway, that's a setup because then what happens after he um, he finds out he's not married to that lady? It's like that's just out of your fucking business. But no, why? And he backs off. He just looks back at him. He's just waiting for it. And then just like, and then he pulls just... the gun and kills them both. But <laughs> so when they're when everybody leaves the bus. Everybody runs out. Like they run, they panic and they run out. Uh, Bad Damon has this like goofy ass smile that he looks at Ben at Ben Affleck and he starts singing "Who's House," run, which was the main Rose the main th- from the soundtrack "Crush Groove." <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. <laughs> Did you ever see that flight? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's a, a story of Def Jam. Yeah, how Def Jam can be. That's just crazy. Oh, man. it's great, man. Uh, what is it? Rick Rubin and uh, uh, Phil Simmons, not Phil Dude. Simmons, Russell Simmons. Yeah. Um. Uh, what's uh baby fat uh? His wife. Oh, the the Asian girl, right? Um, yeah, I forgot. Part Half, yeah, I forgot her name, but yeah, I know you're talking. About. What about? Her? No, because they had a, they had a, a fucking um reality show for a while. Yeah, yeah, I think Did I you remember. Ever watch it? No, of course not. But uh, I think back then I didn't have cable. Anyway. I I saw like yeah. some of it. I mean. It's not as bad as like uh, the fucking Kardashians, uh-huh. but uh, I don't know why I just said the Kardashians. <laughs> I think they're just easy dude. pickings. I think they're just easy pickings because it, the same way the Jersey Shore when it was popular, like it's it's a garbage show and everybody knows it sucks, but everybody still watches it. Not everybody, but for the majority of people, will still watch it. So it's easy to pick on them because it just whatever. To me, I just dismiss. It's the Howard Stern thing. And I was just arguing with this the other day because I hate when people go like, um, oh, you know, when Howard Stern, uh, he, uh, everybody that loved him, loved him, they listened to him. Everybody that hated, hated him, but still listened because they wanted to see what he'd say next. And I was, you know, I remember like the whole Donald Trump thing came up and I was like, why are you, why are you fucking keep constantly looking for his speeches? Like, cause he's so stupid. I just want to hear what he says. Like you're feeding him power by watching his fucking video. Stop watching, ignore them. And they'll go the same thing with the Kardashians. <laughs> like people that say, Oh, this show's so stupid, but can you believe what they're doing? Can you believe like, cause they're, they think that it's okay to watch the show because they eat, cause they disagree with it. Cause they think they're stupid and they're watching them on TV. And can you believe this stupid shit is on TV? Why they're watching it. You're literally feeding into it. Who cares? They're, most of the ratings come from people who hate them anyway. It like why are you you need for it to go away, you need to just ignore it completely and the ratings will drop and they'll go you know, that's how the Donald Trump's popularity grew because everybody's watching because he said stupid Atlanta shit. Ignore him, he'll go away. You know what I mean? That's the way I feel I hate when people say that they watch them just because they're so stupid. Stop giving that's you feeding them power, <laughs> goddammit, you know? That was one of my huge pet peeves on that. Power. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I feel like I'm hating too much. I hate to come off as a hater, too, because I, I hate when people are tweeting about something that sucks, but they just can't stop saying, OK, we, we, I heard you the first time, buddy. You don't like you don't like the Batman versus uh, the Batman versus Superman movie. OK, we heard you, buddy. Let's let, let's give it a rest. OK, you don't like the the direction that DC or, or the new Iron Fist uh, show came out. And people are like, oh, this show sucks. Like, man, like, OK, I hear you. Like, you don't like the show. You just and whatever. And, and me, I don't really like the show either, but. 
it doesn't mean like uh, no one wants to hear your opinion. Keep constantly hearing you say the same shit over and over that, on why something sucks, why something sucks. And I feel that's what we're doing right now when we shit on or just the people in general when they shit on like obviously uh, the Kardashians show is garbage. All right, but do we really yeah. have to keep repeating this? Uh, you know that kind of thing. Like it, it annoys. It, it just now it, I'm hating on haters. <laughs> it just never ends. <laughs> Is uh, that the fourth Reich? <laughs> That'll last a thousand years for sure. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, we're about the a little over the two hour mark. Is we started yeah. kind of late, so uh, probably gonna end up kind of right now. Loaf, I'm hearing a little bit of slur in your voice. Slurring. <laughs> I'm pretty bad right now. The absence is getting to you. It's a, oh, it's definitely dude. hits a little quicker. Uh, but yeah, man, the we should do these happens. at least once every three, four episodes. I'm super down for that. Just, I love the solo definitely. ones. I love the solo ones. Uh, it just reminds me of the old how we our humble begins before we hired a guest every definitely, week. Definitely, man. Yeah, you good know. stuff. Though I, 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 it, uh, I always like talking with you, man. It's it's good stuff. Hey, yeah. man, you're the only person that I can talk to about this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. weird how it ended up being that way. Um, you know, like everybody who knows who's listening now, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, that's how originally you were just the guest for the first three episodes, and then we ended up being like, "Hey, we can keep doing it all the time. Why don't we just be <laughs> permanent? Why don't you just stay as a co-host? You know that kind of thing." Before you know, that was humble beginnings, huh? That kind right. Of thing. right? Yeah. All right, guys. This <laughs> was that an answer? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. It was just drunken slur, man. It's fucking St. Patty's Day. Absolutely. I'm fucked up as shit. <laughs> I have no like words to like regale that, but that's I'm awesome. Fucking drunk. That's a happy St. Patty's Day to all you. And to all, good night. I don't know if that's the thing. I think it was the Christmas thing. I just mixed it up. <laughs> oh, fuck you, man. All right, guys. Uh, this has been Snooze and Booze, episode 97. And we'll uh, bring your tears, fears, and pretty good beers. <laughs> <laughs>